On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the guys wonder what the hell they're going to talk about because Star Wars news is hard to come by these days, but fear not. They have a few planned topics, such as the possibility of Emphis Nest in the Cassian Andor series. They'll also talk about the delay of the High Republic launch due to the virus and another OT fight scene remake from Fixing It in Post. The dudes will round things out with the question of the week responses and, of course, the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. everybody welcome back to a brand new episode of the star wars time show yes we're here we're live there's no one else here to join the party but that's because we don't plan this shit <laughs> we got omar's in there what up omar how's it going buddy you are the first one in the room it is just for you this show is for you omar episode one one two all right, my friends, as you heard from the sexy sound and announcer right there, there literally isn't much to talk about in the land of Star Wars these days. There just isn't. It's because of this damn virus. It's because of Disney and Lucasfilm fucking up their plans way back when. I mean, it's just it's getting kind of dire, right, Nick? There, there's not yeah. much in terms of exciting news to talk about. We've got some rumorific type of things to discuss. We've got a delay to discuss, something we have all gotten used to during this pandemic, right, is our delays, if anything else, and it's starting to affect Star Wars at this point. Yeah. But being the SWTS, you know, we, we've got some stuff planned for you. Nick's been rolling out the question of the week. The tournament of force user death is still going. We're moving into round two, so we got some updates on that, as well as everyone's favorite. That's right, Devin's in here, Greg's in here, and Omar. Their favorite segment is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week, which oh, we'll yeah. get to. And Nick, this is a week I get to make fun of my own art, right? Yeah, you get to shit on yourself a little <laughs> bit, but luckily, now that we're doing the live show, you have people there in real time to make you feel better about yeah. yourself as you do that. I bet. So. <laughs> I bet. And the, these are the people that kind of keep me going. Although IG reminded me all too well last week of why I should just give up posting on IG. Uh, I dropped what I thought to be a, a decent looking drunk fat Thor shot, right? Yeah. Decent I, looking. I remember this, this playing out. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Literally after, I, I don't know how many hours, it was shown to point... I think it was 0.1 or 0.01% of my followers. Dude, that is, yeah. It's like, okay, I give up. It's like, what's, it's been nice though, because I, I haven't taken shots recently. I'm not feeling the need to go take new shots. I've got some that I need to edit and post, but IG's just like, hey man, just take a fucking seat, pal. Take a break for a little bit. Relax. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy this weather finally. So it is gotta, what it is. You got to ride the IG waves like you just got to you got to persist through the valleys and you got to really capitalize <laughs> on the peaks. I think oh, you I did, guess, dude, you know, I think you did pretty good last time you were in your peak. Like last time you had a peak, you were pumping out posts. Oh, it was money. I mean, I, I added, I think, 1500 followers in, in about a month and a half. There and then go. IG literally just turned that water hose off. They're like, mm -hmm. hey, fuck this guy. He hasn't paid <laughs> us. There's no money coming in. There's no ads to promote his work. So see you later. But yeah, yeah. 
I'm, I'm not quite ready to get there and just woe is me party yet. We do have some Star Wars things to talk about. There's our buddy. He, Greg is in here. You got to give Greg Bird credit. The dude is up. It's 4.30 in the morning in the land down under, and he is watching our dumbasses talking about stupid it's, shit. It's crazy. Greg is, uh, is also soliciting uh, new name suggestions for his IG. He's moving away from the Star Wars Black Series oh, 2019. Really? He's he's soliciting new name suggestions. I suggested uh, bird snaps. I thought bird that was snaps. A- <laughs> oh, I like bird snaps. Um, How about twinkle tits? <laughs> there you go, Greggy. But or, uh, or, or sparkler man. I mean, I don't know if you've seen his his recent <laughs> shot. And yeah. yes, Greg, it made the folder, buddy. Don't worry. That his that. recent shot of that was that. That's that Force Unleashed trooper, I think. It is. It is. It's the um, Force Unleashed trooper. That's a good. Lo- that's a good looking one, Greg. Don't worry. That'll be getting featured. I'm doing my part. I'm not sure if Nick's going to put it up to the top There's five. There's no you promises with right. the top five, as you know. There are no but promises. But hey, hey, there, now Tones is in here. We're, we're starting to get the gang all together for a live version of the SWTS, and that's fantastic. So, hey, welcome, everyone. Welcome, Omar. Thanks for joining at Dreamer Jedi Master on Instagram. He is, a, I believe, a, a new spectator to this shit show that we call the Star <laughs> Wars Time Show. All right, dude. So let's kind of kick off with some of the topics we've got to discuss in... Uh, the first one here, it's not the top five. I do not have the right post pulled up. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, those of you listening or those of you in the live stream right now, I don't know if you remember the video, I think it was, what, at least a year ago, year and a half maybe, where this YouTube channel called Fixing It in Post, FX It in Post, put out a remake of Scene 38 from A New Hope, which is essentially the Vader versus Kenobi duel. Yep. And and they just reimagined it. It wasn't even a remake. It was a complete reimagining. So yep. uh, and it was it was banging. I, I, I think it's upwards of 50 million views now, 30, 40 million views, something like that. It was really well done. They really amped up the action. And we got a teaser a few days ago, Nick, and it looks like they're taking their talents to ESB. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, in honor of the 40th anniversary of ESB, which just passed earlier this week, 40 years out uh, in theaters. And, you know, they're, they're going to approach the Cloud City duel between Luke and his papa, the I am your father fight. Now, the teaser only shows the uh, the beginning, not even the beginning of the fight. It just shows the Skywalker family blade laying down on one of the right. vent tubes within the carbon che- uh, carbon freezing chamber in Cloud City. Um, so not a lot hinting towards how far this battle is going to go. Are they going to go all the way? You're going to start in the freezing chamber and then go all the way to where Luke kind of falls off at the end when he gets his hand chopped off. Or are you going to only do part of it? Um, but man, dude, that it is exciting to see that they're taking on oh, this yeah. fight. Oh, yeah, because, uh, I mean, you know, you know they're going to do it up, and you know, if anything, they're going to amp up the action. I, I mean, this fight wasn't as tame, you know, kind of slap-ass as Sir Alex fight with David Prowse. I yeah. mean, uh, let's be real. If you ever watch, like, some of the behind-the-scenes, they literally have big foil poles, and they're just like, <laughs> eh, eh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alec <laughs> so, Guinness was pretty old. He's not going to be doing right. any sort of you know crazy moves. So yeah, so, so they just they they just gave him a little bit of his Jedi powers back and really amped it up. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm envisioning more of the same 
when Fixin' and Post remakes the Vader v. Luke fight on Cloud City. And, and like you, it's how far do they take this, right? Yeah. Uh, do, they, do they keep it just to the freezing chamber? Do they go down to that other corridor where he ultimately throws them out, the, you know, kind of out there on the uh, into that trash pit, if you will? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll, they'll even want to get that close to the I'm your father moment. Uh, the last time it was mostly uh, no dialogue, all action. So yep. it'll be interesting to see what they do, because like I said, this duel wasn't as basic as Vader v. Kenobi in A New Hope, but uh, they, they definitely could spruce it up. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah, I mean, this was actually one of the better fights in the original trilogy. I mean, you had very few lightsaber fights to start with. Um, but this one wasn't that bad. And then you have that whole scene in that fight where Vader just stops using his lightsaber and he's just fucking hurling shit with the force at Luke. So are they going to are they going to approach that? I mean, there's a lot of interesting places they could take this fight um, in terms of a turnaround time. And this is something I brought up in the post on Star Wars time dot net. It's, it's interesting because the last the first teaser for the you know, for the Obi versus Vader fight dropped on may 4th 2018 so they did a may the 4th reveal but the whole the full fight didn't release until may 8th 2019 so over a year of production um it's going to be interesting to see if they've already started this one maybe we get a little bit quicker than a year or if it is going to be a full year until we get the next fight um I really do hope they keep doing these, though, because this shit is really cool and these are really talented. I just I wonder what type of return they make, because uh, I would imagine since this is a Star Wars project. Yeah, like they they can't can't monetize. monetize. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I know for a fact that the stunt guy that funded the first one, I believe, spent fifty thousand dollars. Of his own money. Wow. Uh, okay. So I don't know. I mean, they, they they generated some big headlines with that one. I mean, that, that when that post dropped, I mean, we were one of the first to get it just because I kind of know some of the stunt people. Uh, but, it, but it took off. I mean, it, it was a fantastic reimagining of that fight between Vader and Kenobi. And it just blew up. So I, I, I don't know if they recouped that money, if he even cared. Because, yeah. uh, again, the guy making this has been doing stunts and coordinating stunts on big movies for a long time. So he's probably has a nice little uh, vault of coins, if you will. But yeah. Uh, sometimes throwing out 50 grand to make a YouTube video. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's hey, the benefit? <laughs> right. More more power to them. I mean, I don't know if it, if they're doing it for exposure or just the love of Star Wars. And I think it may be the latter. Yeah. Uh, also to sell the other part of this YouTube channel, which is the VFX people. Yeah. Uh, and, so, you know, who knows? Who they knows? have their Patreon linked in the, in the description right. of the new video. And they also say, you know, this is unofficial not-for-profit, not intended for commercial use. So, like, I think you're right. They're definitely not making money off of this. I think it is, you know, trying to get, you know, VFX work out there, building right. their their reels, getting That's, some Yeah, I was going to say, um, stuff, VFX so. people, stunt people, actors, they, they all, they have something called a reel. Yeah. Uh, stunt guys in particular, you know, go look at their IMDBs. That's typically... Uh, all you're going to see is their video, their reel of of clips. I did this, 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 this. Ooh, that's me getting my head smashed in. That's me lighting myself on fire. So yeah, it, it, maybe it's just to to pad the resume. Like, hey, we did this on our own. We produced it, wrote it, scripted it, chore- uh, choreographed it. So hire us for real stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be, but it, it is cool to see this shit happening. I hope that they continue to do it. I mean, this year, if we get this finished before the end of 2020, we'll get ESB. <laughs> 
the Cloud City fight. Maybe we get another fight from episode six. I mean, I think it would be hard to do a reimagining of the, you know, on the Death Star battle between. Yeah, Vader that and one. Luke. I, I, I was, was thinking. So I was already. thinking about that, Nick. Right, and it's again, it's not a super action intense fight, but. I think that one needed to be the fight that it is, where it's more of a conversation between father and son. It's more of a a, a dance, yeah, where where Luke is is trying to avoid actually locking and going to blows with his dad all the way until Vader finally pushes that last button, like, "Hey, motherfucker, I just sniffed out. You've been hiding a sister from me," and that's when Luke's like, "Okay." It's time to go. Taps in that dark side, comes out and starts smacking the shit out of him. But I'm with you. It's like, eh, I think if you spruce it up action wise, then you kind of take away some of the gravity of the the narrative of that fight between Vader and his good buddy son, Luke there. Yeah. Yeah. And and really, after this one, you don't have many opportunities to do. I don't want to say easy because none of this work is easy, but like you know, more rudimentary fight remakes, reimaginings. Right. Because after this one, if you don't do the episode six fight that we just talked about, then really all you're left with is the prequels and the sequels. And those are much harder to redo because you're not in one location that's pretty static. You know, right. for, for the most part, if you're looking at the big lightsaber fights in the prequels, you have the Duel of Fates, which nobody will ever touch. You can't outdo that. Like yeah, that, that one that one does not need fix, uh, even more so now that Filoni, you know, told us all the true meaning of that fight and what yeah. the duel of the fates actually meant. So, yeah, I'm with you. Don't touch that one. The, the next a- AOTC, one. What are you what are you going to do? I mean, the, the, the duel between Anakin, Obi and, and Dooku. That was yeah, that was really the only one. And if you want to parse it down to a particular spot, then like you just redo the fight where it's Anakin versus Dooku with dual saber, like, you know, Anakin with the dual sabers right. versus Dooku. But, and I think you'll agree with me, I mean, that, I think that fight plays out the way it does to make a point to Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan, but in particular, Anakin, like, hey, asshole, yeah, you're the chosen one, but guess what? You don't this know This old geezer yet. just kicked your ass. Yeah, it's like... And, you and your master's ass, like, literally treated you guys like little punks, and the only reason you're alive is because Yoda is a light side force user and decided to save your two dumb asses instead of killing Dooku. Because yep. he had Dooku dead to rights, but he let him go because Dooku smart used the dark side and tried to kill uh, Anakin and Obi laying there like piles of flesh. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could r- look at GMY again doing his gymnastics routine. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, and really... And you, you can't do Mustafar. No, I, it's I mean, too unless much. unless they have access to one of Favreau's LED screens, like you're not doing that one. Yeah, I, I just I I don't know. I mean, with green screen these days, I'm sure they could do it quite easily. I mean, really, I think all all that is that even Ewan and Hayden were just in a big green screen tank, more or less. Yeah, with little things to stand on that had a green. Uh, you know, curtain or, or green screen draped over him. Yeah, I think it's the the hard part about that fight is just the amount of ground that they cover. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're definitely right. Green screen, a hundred percent, was used. Like that was ninety five to a hundred percent of that fight. So they could do it, but it's just like you got to cover that amount of space that they did in that fight because they're constantly moving. Like it's not like the the Obi versus Vader fight in in A New Hope where they're pretty much standing still. 
And then in the remake, they were able to give them motion, like make them move around, go through yes. corridors, do different right. things. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for these guys, do they just do this one and then move away from Star Wars? Do they go to other, you know, older movie showdowns between two awesome characters, rebuild those? Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do next, but super excited about the Cloud City remake. It was oh, a yeah. fun fight to start with. So. It, it, it'll look great. It'll be interesting to see how they get a young Luke in there because the last time they essentially did that face grafting onto a stunt man for Alec Guinness. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's easy to get a guy to play Vader, but the other guys that with, with faces showing, uh, they got to do their work, but that's, that's the whole FX it in post aspect of this channel. So be on the lookout, you know, our happy asses will be sharing it the moment it drops. Uh, and then we'll talk about it and then we'll sit there and squeeze our nipples. All right. <laughs> Okay, so moving on to uh, hopefully a little bit of meat here. Who knows? Uh, Like I said, I kind of led with this post, and this is about Aaron Kellyman, who played Emphis Nest in Solo. Uh, And and I don't know. I think this is old. Yeah, January is when this popped up. See? We're we're like dumpster diving for topics at this point. (laughs) Uh, But really, to make a long story short, and like I say in the post, don't take this too seriously, but there is some merit to this potentially happening, and that's Emphis Nest showing up in Cassian. Timeline works. Characters work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But apparently, I mean, it looks like, doesn't this picture, Nick, look like it was... uh, celebration that this does look like celebration last year that looks a lot like the con floor right oh no this is definitely celebration last year you can see that thing in the background yeah yeah like uh so anyways uh, apparently aaron kellyman was there met a a big time fan uh and the fans like hey i love you by the way uh emphasis nest spinoff cassian is gonna happen blah 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 and aaron who plays emphasis replies no spoilers here. Sorry. Also, yes, big up your mixed redheaded self. <laughs> All right. So like I said, the, the whole no spoilers here. Sorry does leave some wiggle room for people like Nick and I to sit there and be like, well, see, she didn't say no. Yeah. Right. But I don't know. I mean, just it's old. It's it is kind of cryptic. What are you thinking here? I mean, it like you mentioned, it it fits, and with Infus Nest and her Cloud Riders, you know, basically becoming a big part of the rebellion at the end of Solo. At least, you know, them positioning themselves as a big part of the rebellion, like they're trying to get this coaxium, this this hyperspace fuel, to give to the rebellion so they could fight against the Empire. It would make total sense if she had some sort of, you know, small piece in the the Cassian Andor role, like. They're not, I wouldn't say that they're rebel soldiers, but they're like, if something needs to be done, like, and, and you don't want to have the rebellion's name or the rebellion's kind of uh, reputation out there on the line, you send out Infus Nest and the Cloud Riders to, get, to have it done. And, you know, that could be a way to do it. They're, they're like mercenaries, except they only work for the rebellion. Um, I would like to see it because I think that character was really cool in Solo. Uh, and and she deserves to kind of get another shot. At yeah, the because I mean, the, the Emphis and her gang, they were just another offshoot of the rebellion kind of doing her thing, just like we heard in Rogue One. Right. How yeah. the main rebellion, they weren't too keen on what Saul's rebellion was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to wonder, like, was was Emphis Ness working with Saul 
or was she more working with General Draven and those people? Was she being commissioned directly from Mon Mothma to go do this stuff? So, I mean, all this stuff could be covered in the Cassian Andor series. You know, how did how did Nest get mixed up with the Rebellion? You know, yeah. obviously it wouldn't focus on her because it's the the series is called Cassian Andor and not Emphis Nest. But you would think someone as high up as Cassian is within the Rebellion that he may or may not uh, be given a mission or a contact in the form of Emphis Nest, right? Yeah. Like, hey, these these outriders out there, they you know they're they're doing some good things. They got a chip on their shoulder because of Crimson and Don, blah blah blah. Uh, can we recruit them? You know, maybe they can then steal some shit for us. I don't, Nick. I, I could be crazy, but. Uh, does this make sense? Does this tie to you? Have we seen this before to where Emphis was going to get coaxium for Saul? Does, does any of that work line up with like what he was doing in Rogue One or not? I mean, I don't remember him specifically needing coaxium for anything. Yeah, because they, they introduced that in Solo, right? Yeah. That, that whole concept of the coaxium with yeah, the gas mineral fuel. or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, look, there is you can definitely make it work, you know, having her work with Saw and, and you know, doing coaxium runs for stuff like that, especially considering that this is going to be going back. You know, this is pre Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh, yeah. By that time, Saw was a, they considered him a splinter cell of the rebellion that like they didn't want to associate with. Because his methods were all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, he, he was a little too nutty. Like, yeah. he was a little little too ISIS-like. Yeah, he, basically. Star you, Wars ISIS. If you go far enough back, you could have it to where he's still working for the Rebellion in a limited capacity. So she could have some sort right. of relationship there. What you could also do is see her, be introduced to her mother. I mean, that was one of the reasons that Enfys joined the, the Rebellion to start with is because her mother died at the hands of the Empire. So, I mean, depending on where this lies in the timeline, like we're talking about a younger Cassian Andor, we're not talking about like one year before Rogue, you're probably going to go back, I would say, at least three to five years. Well, I, dude, I think it may go further than that. I mean, I've, I've heard there, there's been castings for a young boy, you know, maybe at least, I, I'm not saying we're going to see a whole episode as little Cassian, but you, you're probably going to get a flashback of... It, 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 to, to visualize the story he tells Jin more or less like, hey, uh, you're not the only one that has has lost and, and sacrificed shit in, in all this. I yeah. mean, uh, the Empire took my entire family. I've been on my own since a little kid. Yeah. We got some new a-holes joining up. We got Rust Belts in here, Apollo nice. Ape, Sean Forney, Bring It, Greg still wanting hats. <laughs> we got it. We have to figure. Let us yeah. get through this pandemic, Greggy boy, and then we we can talk right. about that. Don't we worry. Don't worry. Out. We'll send one to you. Don't worry. But yeah, back to Nest. I I do like the idea of the character and Cassian. I think it would have to be closer to the older Cassian, the one we meet in Rogue One, versus yeah. the the younger. Because I mean. Let's be real. Emphis Ness looks like she's a little kid. Yeah, she was a teenager in Solo, in Solo for sure. So if we're right. talking, you know, I'd have to look up the the timeline discrepancy too. I think it's five years between Solo and Rogue. Um, maybe a little bit yeah, more it, than it's, that. Yeah, it's, it's less than 10. I know that. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're in Rogue timeline, she's still young. She's probably early 20s at, at the beginning of Rogue. So... Depending on how far you go back, I mean, you she could be, you know, 
the same age. He could be a little bit younger. I mean, but Aaron uh, we got Kellerman a we is, got a five year timeline confirmation yeah, yeah. from tones in the room there. OK, there we go. So, I mean, you could you could still use Aaron Kellerman because she looks young. She doesn't you know, she doesn't you don't have to like de-age her or anything like that. No. no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would just be keep the fuck. I, I mean, let, let's just kind of stick with emphasis here. Badass looking character, right? Oh, yeah. Pain in like the what, ass and Swago. Yeah, yeah. What, oh, man. Fucking hater and Swago, dude. Like, if it, basically, I will not fight a, a squad that has emphasis on it unless I have Nihilus just for the easy fucking one punch. Yeah, exactly. There's just no way. She sucks. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even understand the meta a lot of times. I'm stupid. I don't, I don't want to spend the time to learn it. But there is something where she essentially becomes invincible. Yeah, she like if you if you run like you hit a, her and she just brings her shield right back. It's like go fuck yeah, yourself. So. It's every time you hit her in a turn, like before her turn, she gains a shield. Okay. So it's nuts, dude. It, it is really crazy. Oh, it drives me insane. I was fighting a gas team today in in a territory war. I was like, man, fuck this. I need my gas. <laughs> and and people, those of you that don't play Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, yes, we are taking a little tangent for there. Uh, gas is not what is in my stomach that I expel on a daily basis. It is General Anakin Skywalker. Uh, one of the newer legendaries that I do not have yet. So. Yeah, same. And then we, I, in, in my recent territory war... We were going against a a, a a clan that has uh Galactic Legend Ray and it was just oh, yeah. like what what do you do? <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. You can't really beat her unless you have her. I mean Oh I know. I, I mean that's why I I love the guild I'm in now because we're we're pretty stacked in terms of, of teams and, and the people that organize the wars are so <laughs> so intense i mean dude they break out spreadsheets like okay you only put stuff here you here all right everyone has to attack within 12 hours this that and the other thing but it works because i mean their, their strategy is more let's let's go for efficiency because you make more points right like yeah, if, exactly. you, if you can do single squad clears you're good to go all right so there's your uh swago for the week too bad yeah. our the intern wasn't in here because that is like his yeah it's his that's thing. his secret sauce that is his thing i mean he's got galactic ray he's got it all so but back to emphasis dude uh I, I love the way she looks now in terms of solo when she reveals herself the first time you saw it were you like i bet she's uh woody's kid i mean yeah honestly i thought she was like when I first saw that reveal, and then I really thought that's where it was going because you know she she does have, I don't want to. She calls herself mixed. I mean, I don't want to yeah. throw that out there, but you, you know, you had homeboy was was hooking up with home girl. Yeah, she thought her mom disappeared. So I, I did. I was going towards like, holy shit, that's going to be his daughter, and then he's going to be like, oh my god, this is great, and he's going to become a full good guy. But uh, I, I prefer the turn that they gave. Uh, what the hell's his Beckett. name? Yeah, I, I prefer the turn they gave back, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was, yeah, she was, like, you know, a good age to be his kid. And then the fact that, that you know, if you would have taken that turn, if you would have done that that little twist, the fact that she was always harrying him, like, every job that he would go on, somehow right. Infus Ness would be involved, she would show up and try to fuck it up, and it's just like, you know, whether she knew or not, she could have been like, look, I know that you're my dad, and you're not a good guy. So, of course and, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So I, I like I said, when she first rips it off and he looks at her like he even Woody even has a reaction like, oh, shit, that's my daughter. But then you realize that 
he's a fucking scumbag and that has yeah. I was way 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 yeah. off on that as I am with most of my predictions speculations and all the other stuff in between so uh, I think we beat Emphis Nest yeah. into a, a like a dead horse at this point. Yeah. So, um, I mean, in terms of the Cassian series in general, do you think that there are any other characters that we've been introduced to, whether it be in live action or, or animated, that could make their way in here? I mean, you know, talking about the possibility of animated Ahsoka going into live action for Mando. I mean, this is also this Cassian series is also a really good spot. Hell she yeah! Come back. Like, you, well, you you'd get to see her more in the form of of the fulcrum role that, yeah. that she takes on in, in Rebels, which again all took place before the Battle of Yavin, so that's all fresh territory. You know, I mean, they 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 can tackle that, and they're not going to tread or piss in anyone's Cheerios. Yeah, and I mean, you can even fuck around with the possibility again, depending on how far back you go. Like, you could fuck around with with. You know, Hera Syndulla, we, we know that Hera showed up in Rogue One. Like, she didn't show up, but they, they called her name. Hera, Chopper, the goat, like, the, basically the whole Phoenix well, she, squad. She was, in the, she was in the Battle of Scarif. She was in the, well, we think she was in the, the what, the, the Battle of Exegol. So, yeah, yeah, she I was mean, in the Battle of Exegol. You saw the ghost there as well. And, so. uh, don't forget that Filoni ended, ended that series by teasing that she has a, a son that essentially took on the traits of, of Kanan versus his twilight mother so you have that character as well who potentially could be force sensitive yeah so, i mean floney has teed so many little things up and that, that's kind of what we were talking about a few weeks back where he's like hey we're never just going to have rebels too but some of the characters we created definitely could be picked back up and we could flesh out and develop some killer stories yeah. with them i so, mean yeah. i think fucking Hera would be a home run for cassian Especially if it's, I mean, because I know that 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 Rebels takes place really close to Episode Four, basically a year or so out, depending on the season that you're watching. So if you go a little bit further back, like you have the opportunity to bring Hera in as a proper rebellion captain, you know, or you know whatever her rank was at that time. I think that's a that's a fucking killer home run. To, to well, I mean, we, we, we've been talking about him, but he would make perfect sense, too. But, you know, let, let's phone up Mr. Forrest Whitaker, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean his character's prime for Cassian Andor. I mean, I mean, he was heavily featured in Rogue One. There was definitely a bone of contention between, uh, you know, the Rebellion A squad versus his Rebellion B squad. Uh, you know, he's a character that's now been immortalized in, in video games to tell more stories. And, and it started in the animated wing of Star Wars, made it all the way to live action. So uh, I'm actually surprised. I mean, maybe we should just do it tomorrow because we always sit here and say, <laughs> hey, why don't we just start making shit up? But yeah, I'll just throw out a, a post tomorrow. Confirmed Forrest Whitaker tapped to play Saw Gerrera in yeah. Cassian Andor series. Taps. You see, you see, it's all in the wording, people. It's all in the wording. Right. It's not confirmed right. that he's going to be there. It's confirmed that exactly. they may be asking see? him. <laughs> see, I can, I can whip up some clickbait if you want me to. There you go. So you heard it here first on the Star Wars Time Show. Forrest Whitaker <laughs> potentially, possibly being reached out to. So 
Um, Greggy Boy wants to see Solo in Cassie Andor. I mean, dude, you want to bring in Alden? I'm all for it. I know that people fucking hate Alden. Well, wasn't, and I I don't know if Devin's still in here, but what was it? Was it yesterday or two days ago? That has now become like another Star Wars fan holiday. Make Solo Solo 2 2 happen happen day. day. Yeah. And and I know uh, Devin put out a a bitchin' ass Mimbomb piece. And don't worry, buddy, it's in the feature folder. We got (laughs) you. Uh, but, it, dude, I mean, the fandom wants it at this point, and I can't tell you how many times I'll go on the other Star Wars sites or forums, Reddit in particular, and you see people reacting to Solo, and they're like, man, I really wish I would have saw this in theaters, but I was one of those assholes who was trying dude. to get back at Disney for TLJ, and now I missed it, and man, I really wish they'd keep making more. It's like, well, hey, no same, shit, yeah. Sherlock. Same reaction that I got from people that I knew when they saw it. Like, it was just, it was one of those things, because... The, the the group of friends that I go see Star Wars with every year when I go home for Christmas, obviously we didn't see Solo together because Solo came out in May. And they saw it and they were like, dude, that movie was actually really fun. I wish I wish I would have seen it. And I was like, I fucking told you, man. Like, I, I keep telling, like, we told everybody from fucking day one, Solo was super fun. It's not, you know, it's not ESB. It's not TFA, it's not ROTJ, but it's fucking a really fun movie to watch. And, you know, you have killer actors in it, and it sets up a really cool storyline that could have been continued. Oh, yeah. Uh, Devin Devin just confirmed that that hashtag made it to number two trending worldwide for that day. So, uh, dude, dude, there was a lot of people. There, I mean, is a, there is a fucking movement behind this. I, I just, I don't know... At this point, the people running the purse at Disney and Lucasfilm, if if they have the cajones to to do something more I, with I, Solo or the I characters of Solo. It's like, come on. They I mean, how long feel... was that contract? Like, how how many years did they have those people locked up? What was the yeah. language for Alden? Uh, Amelia. You know, Amelia. Donald. What, what did it say? Is it a time frame? Is it this, that, and the other thing? I mean, who knows? So, I, I mean, we're getting all sorts of reaction now in the live stream chat to this. Lots of solo fans if, in if here. If Papa was uh, in here, he would assassinate all of you. Papa no, hates. No, pa- he, he just showed up, so triple, don't worry. We'll let Papa P. catch up on the feed, and then he's going to start busting shit up here. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, because he, he's not a solo fan either. But uh, we've got other ones here, Sean Forney and Devin, the two artists. They would like to see more on Crimson Dawn. I mean, you could fold in Crimson Dawn into Cassie and Andor, right? Oh, yeah, dude. thanks to Clone Wars, we now know that he had Crimson Dawn formed before the end of the Clone Wars. So, uh, I mean, that that they would be a perfect fit to show up in Cassie and Andor. So you could say Maul. I mean, let's go. Maul. Yeah, Let's I do mean, it. Let's cast everyone in this fucking just show. Just fucking make, make Cassie and just, just the extension of Solo. But, but, you know, when it comes down to Disney, I think what they need to feel is they need to feel that level of invincibility that they felt after TFA and Rogue One again. Because the TFA and Rogue One, they're like, we can't fuck up. Like, we, oh, yeah. there's nothing we're, that we're we We're printing money, up. motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, so once they have that feeling again, and I'll put it in the Disney Plus realm, because M- Mando is the TFA of Disney Plus. Like, oh, yeah. it came out smashed it everybody fucking loved it there was very little there was little to no blowback i think there was zero blowback to mando some people had some issues with tfa totally fine then you have no dude i I think the mandalorian is the most star wars safe property of all time oh yeah so i think if cassian comes out i mean like i don't count 
and this is going to sound fucked up, but I don't count Clone Wars Revival on it because Clone Wars Revival was not focused towards the new audience. It was focused towards the audience that was attached to that property already. If you put out Cassian and Cassian goes over like Mando did, then that opens up the gates. They'll say, okay, yes, we had these contracts for Solo. Let's call John Kasdan yeah. back up. Let's no, call I, Larry. I agree. I, I just, I also don't want them to get too laser focused on the TV stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. Star Wars started as a fucking movie. It needs to continue as a theater experience if we even have theaters by 2021. Uh, so uh, I'm with you, man. Like, let's keep cranking out good Star Wars. It doesn't fucking piss everyone off. And, you know, people can be excited about Star Wars. But let's not forget that why we like we like going to the movies. We yeah. like going either in December or May when they used to air or, or get released. So what uh, would you l- think? let's keep the TV stuff going. But let, let's not get too far from the flicks. Yeah. So what, what would you think if they did? I mean, we know Bob Iger for some reason was like, no Star Wars movies specifically for Disney Plus. Like, we're not going to do it. It's all series. There's going to be no live action films. Hey, man, money money changes a lot of people's that's, minds. That's what I said. Like, you know, do you think that they would say, okay, Solo 2 will happen. We'll even do a movie, but it'll be Disney Plus only. No theater release. I, I think that's Solo's best chance to happen because of, of the costs. Like, I mean, yes, it's going to sound silly to say, well, you know, $100 million to make Solo for Disney Plus. That's still a lot of fucking money. It's not 250 damn near $300 million to make a movie. Then you have to pay the promotion machine to promote the movie. Here you have a built-in audience for the most part. You may look to bring in new subscribers, but... You, you pretty much already have the base to watch it. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I think if, if we get anything solo, it's 100% Disney Plus. Solo has lost its chance to be a, a, a big boy or a big girl a movie at this point. release again. Yeah. yeah so, it, it ain't happening. I mean, I, I'm all for it. But, you know, if, if, if we can't have direct solo content, then I think you need to continue those characters that were introduced there. And Cassian Endor is the perfect yeah. spot to do it. Sprinkle them in. We got uh, from the Peanut Gallery all sorts of good ideas. They want a full-on gang war flick. Crimson Dawn versus the Huts. Uh, Triple P, he's in here just to say, hey, let's just make it a mall series. They don't, we don't need the rest of the people. So. Hey, man, I'm down for that too. If you want to bring in, <laughs> if you want to bring in Ray and and let Sam work as well, fucking do it. I'm all for that. If right. you want to do mall, I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had in this time period. And I think, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, anytime we can get Sam and Ray teaming up to bring the mall to life, I'm, I'm all for it. Like I said, he's moved up to my number two position. Uh, I ought to say, Nick, a little side story here. Over the, the Memorial Day break, I sat down with the little one and we, we rewatched the final four episodes of the Clone Wars, Siege of Mandalore, right? Mm-hmm. Shit's fantastic. Oh, like, yeah. it, like it really is so damn good what they achieved in those final four episodes. And and if you do watch it all together, it really is that that mega movie that that Whitworth was teeing up. It's just it's so fantastic. It's like they come should, on, give us what more. What they should do is they should make that to where you know you have the final season of of Clone Wars, but then they take out the episodic breaks between those four. 
and they just play them together yes. as an hour and yeah yeah know, like like just movie. just because the way they are cut they are meant to just keep playing you can yeah. you can totally see i mean because each episode literally just hangs on a moment and then the new episode comes in and continues right where the previous left off uh, but as I was watching it, you know, I kind of got into the debate with my little four-year-old. Like, you know, who's, <laughs> who's your favorite character? Because she always asks me. And when I tell her Vader now Maul, I think she's kind of like, man, you're fucked up, man. Like, why like, do you like bad people? Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, she's just turned four in April. So she's still very, everything's black and white. Yeah. Uh, but then she's like, oh, who next? And I said, you know what? After watching this again, I may have to throw Ahsoka in at my th- three spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can, I and, can buy that. And maybe even Rex makes my top five, top six. Look at that. Matt's just, the, dude, the, the, your- I'm <laughs> telling you like the, their arc, those two in particular over those final four is just, it's, it's amazing. Like yeah. it just, it, really the, the final two episodes where she has to save them and then they save themselves. I just, I, I mean, Rex is just a, a banging character. I, I just love the guy. I mean, he is a, he's a clone for Christ's sake that had emotion. He, he cried multiple times during Order 66. Uh, he's just a, he's an unforgettable character at this point in time. Uh, not to mention that he was extended into Rebels and given even more life yep. and brought all the way up through Return of the Jedi. Uh, and then she's like, oh, who else, who else? And I was like, you know what? I may have to do... Leia, because I, I when I when I think of Luke, it's like I, I love Luke. I mean, I'm an '80s kid. I grew up. Luke was the hero, but for some reason, he just was never that uh, interesting of a character to me. I think again, like I said, I was always fixated on design as a little kid. That's why I love the Empire. Yeah, those those sharp lines, the ships, the, Vader himself. I mean, come on. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that. Long form TV gives you more time to build relationships. Yeah, yeah with totally, totally, totally. And like, you know, it was amazing what Lucas did in the original trilogy to get people to attach themselves to those characters in such a little amount of time. Because if you look at it, you got maybe seven hours of content between all those movies to really introduce yourself, build a relationship, and then become attached to those characters. And in the Clone Wars, you have fuck. I don't know how. I mean, you have seven seasons. Seven worth seasons. Of <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'd say at least a hundred hours or more. Yeah. So like, uh, no, you're 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 exactly right. I mean, and that's probably why we all love Mando yeah. and the Child and 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 Care and all those people because we're gonna see them probably for the next few years. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do a 10 year run of Mandalorian. I mean, at this point, why end it? Unless the actors fucking hate each other and all this shit we're watching in the Disney gallery of Mandalorian is just a bunch of smoke. Yeah, it's just bullshit. And, and, <laughs> and Lucasfilm really is a fucking tire fire at all times. And all they do is bitch and yell and it's just miserable. But why end Mando? Just yeah, keep no, going. I don't, keep I don't going. see a need to, especially considering the timeline that they chose to put it in. I mean, yeah. you literally have infinite time to tell whatever stories you want. Because all you're going to hit at some point are the sequels. And the sequels are so far out from that that you, oh, you yeah, can just Oh, yeah, we're go. like, you're 35 plus years or at least over 30 years. So oh, yeah. there's so much time to tell. And the best part, your main character literally can be anybody. Yeah, you as can long as they're it. the same height as Pedro, he can go work on a movie, you know, for one <laughs> season, come back and be like, all right, I'm ready to return to the role. Because 
let's face it most tv shows usually end up dying because of the humans yeah the like people they, yeah they don't want to do it anymore they want to move on i mean look look at the people with uh, the walking dead i mean the walking dead's been going on for seasons and seasons and seasons and at this point i think all the original people have voluntarily rolled off like hey i don't care if you pay me 20 million dollars a season I'm an artist. I want to go do something else. Yeah. It's like, I've you know already I mean? gotten so, the money. So, <laughs> right. You know. But and I'm thinking, it, like, hey, Gina, I mean, it's not like she had a ton of stuff going on. So hopefully she'd want to ride out Kara for as long as she could. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, with, with Kara, she can, she can exit at some point. And like you mentioned with Pedro, all he needs to do is sit in an ADR booth and just say yeah. some line. He didn't even fucking talk that much in the show, no. to be completely no, not honest. At all. Not at all. I think Pedro probably got the best deal out of out of any of the cast for The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's first off, he is The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He looks the coolest. He's going to, you know, be considered the most badass. But for the most part, he really didn't even have to do anything except no. maybe sit in the ship and go like this. You know, <laughs> yeah, when people were, when people were shaking, it, he's like he's pretending that he's flying. And then in, in episode eight, when they take his helmet off, yeah, I mean, that, that that's it. about it. This motherfucker was probably just sitting at his house on his sofa. He's like, yeah, shit. What do I gotta say? I got eight lines today. All right, give me All fifteen right. minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm gonna go into my booth, get some foam around my head. And let's do it. Yeah. I mean, that show can go on infinitely. You can just keep it going. And like I mentioned before, with this theory that the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian could be any Mandalorian. eventually. I I do like this idea. So if if people have never heard this before, listen up. Yeah. So my idea for season two was like, okay, if you want to pivot away from Mando or if you want to or Mando gets killed, you can simply pick up the plot line, keep the name of the show and everything with a new Mandalorian as the head, particularly Sabine Wren. I mean, right. Sabine Wren would be a perfect new Mandalorian to continue on the show if, you know, Din Jaren is taken out or is moved to the side. You can continue this quest of finding a a space wizard for the child to be raised <laughs> I love by the space wizards with with any other mandalorian so i mean it's a it's a foolproof name and it's a foolproof concept for the show where you can just say like you you're handing this child off to different mandalorians for different purposes throughout the the, the life of the series so yeah it's like pat passing the nuclear football except it's a living being that could uh, essentially I mean, at this point, we we got so far away. You know, I remember episode one, two, and three with the child. I was laser focused on, okay, we have a Camino and Doctor. Kids clearly got the force. That's back when people didn't know what Project Luminous was all about. So it's like, what are they doing? Are they trying to harvest the little guy for genes? Was he a clone himself? And then we kind of learned from Quill that, no, he is not a, a, what do you call him? He's not a strand cast. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't grown in a tube. But you, you got to think that that plot line was relatively untouched once we got away from episode three. Sure, when Moff showed back up and wanting the baby so bad and not wanting it dead, then it's like, OK, I mean, what what does he want to do with this thing? And I think that's what we're going to see more of in season two. And yeah, there, there, there's been uh, some people are theorizing that Moff, especially with his dark saber, uh, may have a hard on for the force. Yeah. And maybe trying to give it to himself. That is definitely through, possible. Through the child, like using four steroids, you know, like I mean, taking if, whatever specimens they took from the child and injected it into himself. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it, now that we know that, you know, midichlorians are what gives you the force, 
theoretically, if you wanted to to give yourself force powers, all you would have to do is capture a force user and give yourself a blood transfusion with yeah. like, yeah. and then that's it. <laughs> like, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened or popped up in any sort of storyline yet. But like you kidnap a force user somehow. I don't know how you would do it. I mean, preferably a small child that you know has the force, like in this instance, you do a blood transfusion with that child and you now have the force. I mean, that is one way to do it. Yeah, now. I mean, I think some of the other IDs we kicked around where they could literally just be taking its its force jizz or whatever and injecting it into an army of, of clones. I mean, yeah. it, it's now been canonized that, yes, you can pass force essence to a clone body. Palpatine yep. himself did it. I still think it's dumb that he was a rotted clone body, but whatever. I That whole fucking thread with Palpatine is just goofy at this point in time. Uh, Papa P saying they tried some of that with Grievous. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't... They I, tried giving the Force to Grievous? Well, yeah, that was back in the Clone Wars when they were all stupid. Who knows what they're doing now? I mean, we're, 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 we're a decade or two away from the Clone Wars. So there there could be some advancements on Kamino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, I'm telling you right now, the, the, the child just isn't there to look cute and, and coo and call. Uh, the, the bad guys want him for nefarious reasons, and it's more than likely for his powers. Oh, yeah. Are, are they going to train him into like a, a force wielding monkey? You know, like he just <laughs> they wind him up and like you, they throw him at a battalion of, of troops like go. And you know, just, then, you, then you see gymnastics Yoda going. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> just pushes <laughs> them all over. Like. But, but more than likely, I think they, they want the genetics to either make themselves force sensitive or Gideon himself. I, I've also read some rumblings that Gideon has a hard on for Vader and like kind of wants to live up to his, his image and mantra. So that's why he's uh, carrying the dark saber and concerned with this force child and potentially getting powers himself. So yeah, I who mean, knows? Yeah. Let's go October. Come on, come yeah, on, get here already. I mean, speaking of October, that's the, that's the great, you know, segue that we always do here at the star wars time show we have some news around some other content coming out that was supposed to happen oh, yeah. around that same time but now Wait, was it august or october when the high the first batch of high republic novels the first book was supposed to be in august and then it was gonna continue through the rest of the year with okay. staggered other novel releases all right so for those of you that like to read and not just look at pictures that's I'll definitely not me uh, but the, the, the whole High Republic project is delayed. And yes. it's delayed because of COVID-19. I don't think that's a, a uh, surprise to anyone. I mean, we haven't had a new Star Wars comic since March. Uh, so all this stuff has been pushed back. And it, I, it, I, don't th- I don't think it has anything to do with the content's not ready. It's just, you got to think at this point, we've had almost two and a half months of a fucked up global distribution system. Yeah. So logistics are just in the toilet right now. And I think that's why a lot of this stuff is is getting delayed. But both Charles Soule's and Justina Ireland's uh, novels, which were going to be the leads, they are now not coming out until January 2021 and Feb 2021. So that's a pretty legit delay for the High Republic. Yeah, that's a and, long time. And it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, do you think it, it is just logistics and just how fucked up everything is right now? Or I, I think it's are, are a, they kind of shifting strategies here and rollouts and whatnot? I, I don't think it's a strategy shift as much as it is a fear of a weak release 
I think that's what is probably. I know. Do, do you see? Do you see um, Nolan still holding out that he's going to get Tenant in theaters? Dude, I, I saw. I saw that. I saw that they did the second trailer release. I'm like, bro. I mean, here's the thing: is like your theater releases when they do like reopen them are going to be weak because people aren't going to feel comfortable going back to a theater where they're sitting around 300 other people like right next to them. Everybody right. breathing the same air. This dude's fucking coughing next to me. You know, they're, they're like, I don't know, man. It's just uh, weird. I, I'm with you, dude. I am a I am a cinema junkie. I mean, you know this. I had my AMC Stubbs A-list. I would see at least one movie a week, guaranteed. Yeah. And there are times I would I would go to, I'd use all three of my free movies a week. So uh, that's probably been one of the bummer things. I mean, I'm lucky. I, I've, I've kept working throughout all this bullshit. I think we'll, we'll be okay with that, but... I do miss going to the movies. I just, there, there's no way. There's no way. Like, I, I feel bad for Nolan. I know he wants it to drop in theaters to get that that release. I just, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, dude. It's just, it's an odd time. And like, even with a book release, like, you know, obviously your digital is not going to be affected if you choose to do digital only. But like, you know, if you're doing a proper bookstore release and this was supposed to come out in, in literally like three months... Like, right. you know, our people we're actually are, are we're, we're getting some insights here from the, the chat. Sean Forney, who works in comics, he's saying distribution printing is what shut down comics. So it could could be yeah. something similar for High Republic. We're also getting some uh, people that don't give a shit about the High Republic. So come on. Uh, guys. I, don't know. I, I, come I, on. I, I mean, I kind of feel that tones because and that's more because I don't like the read. So I just know I'm not going to check this shit out. But. I think if we were getting something that had moving images for idiots like myself that get easily distracted, either animation, Disney Plus, Video something game. like that, I, I could get into it. I mean, it, it's Star Wars in the end, and it's lore. I mean, here's uh, the so, here's the big thing to me is that you know, if you if you said the same thing about the Old Republic era when it first came out, there were probably people out there like, "What the fuck is the Old Republic?" Why do we care about the none of these characters? We we don't know them. We don't care about them. What's what makes this more interesting than the current timeline that we have? Right. It, it, well, you, I, I think that era got helped with the, the video, video game. game. Yeah, the video game is what was what did it. Like you said, moving pictures and colors and <laughs> whoosh, 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 whoosh. I'm not I'm not I'm not fucking around, man. There's a lot of morons out there like me that they, they, they just. We love Star Wars. I mean, you know I do. I, I do yeah. this dumb shit every week with you, but I'm not going to sit there and schedule time to go through these books. It's just, there's no way. I mean, if they oh, give yeah. me something I can watch, I'm all for it. I, I do feel like they keep moving the goalpost on the setting, though, because now it says it's it's only 200 years before the events of Phantom Menace, where I thought at one point in time it was 400 years. So now we basically still have an old geriatric Yoda we're talking about, because yeah. I mean, he would... He'd be about 600 at this point, which is pretty fucking old for his race. So. Yeah, I would have to look at the original release of like the, you know, the original announcement. of the. I know 400 the was in there. I don't know if that was fan assumption, but I, I, I feel like even on StarWars.com when they did the big, hey, this is the High Republic. Finally, uh, it was more than 200, but hey, yeah. whatever. But I just think like given how much I've read. Of the old EU, now even, you know, the new EU. There are so many good stories, like General Thrawn, like Grand Admiral Thrawn. Like, for, for those of you who watched Rebels and really liked the character of Thrawn, I mean, Thrawn was brought to life by, you know, Timothy Zahn in 
book and novel form first and it was masterfully done in both in both timelines and both legacy and well, yeah because he, he he's a, he's in legend and canon right yeah Thrawn, exactly. or zon zon Thrawn is yeah. legend and canon yeah so i mean and then some of the best characters ever you know in star wars darth bane book only and then brought into animated series i mean darth revan has his own book. I mean, you you have to. I know that people don't like reading because it takes a lot of time. And it's, uh, all right, well, Daddy Nick, you're, I think we're gonna have to to pay you to fire <laughs> up the Star Wars Time live stream and sit there and read us chapters every night know, on YouTube. Like, that's what that's what may have to happen. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I mean, knowing our YouTube channel, we'll probably actually get views for that. Like, yeah. if you just sit there and say you're giving away something for Dude, free, we, essentially. We, so. we will literally get <laughs> copyright hits so fast because they're like, you're giving away our book. For free, you're just hey, reading. Fuck it. I I I do those comic breakdowns. I mean, yeah. I don't read the whole book to him, but hey, you're um you're you could say it's for emotional trauma from being locked down. Yeah, you're, you're just trying to help people out. Once the books come out, I'll definitely do some sort of review of them, like similar to what you do for the, uh, for the comic books. Now I do have to commit to myself. Like these fucking books come out, read them quickly, or at least. Well, look, some your sort buddy, your buddy Phil, your buddy Phil just joined, uh, chimed in, and and he's looking forward to the books because he wants to see Jedi as knights see, again. There we go. I mean, there, I is. do like it's, that. It's a more interesting time. It is. It's it's you get to see the Jedi before they become essentially police officers. You know. Well, yeah, political pawns more or less yeah. bozos i mean they really uh, they did it to themselves but they also got gained by the master of all masters yeah. insidious but i mean the the, the the jedi's hubris definitely is what allowed him to do what he did take down the entire fucking galaxy from right under their noses i mean all hail the palp yeah i mean it and it's it's interesting because now with the high republic era coming out and in, in in like Phil just mentioned in the chat, you know, having this this more stately, knightly kind of, uh, you know, appeal to them or, you know, demeanor to themselves at this time period, you get to see a time where they were political pawns, like you said, and more war machines than anything else. You get to see a time like this where there is relative peace and no need for war, and they are kind of this stately, more revered um, you know, right. I mean, they're, they're getting sent out to the outer rim that's not explored yet. I mean, th they could go to Tatooine and it's not going to be the Tatooine we know. It could yeah. be the wild, wild west Tatooine where they roll down there and have to kick some ass. Mm -hmm. And then you if know, you go even further back, you get to see the Jedi in full out war versus other force users mode. So you're getting to see a very good breadth of what the Jedi experience was from the old Republic days to the, you know, the current timeline. Yeah. um of you know yeah, the, maybe the nick can draw pictures like stick figure recreations yeah, just, of, of what he reads whoosh, so <laughs> yeah be like yeah this shit. one did this and then this one did that and then they did one of these one of these and then the good guys won yeah so i'm really excited for it because i fell in love with the old republic era through mostly through the novels i mean you know, mostly through the books that were that were being, you know, put out and, you know, the Revan book and the the Darth Bane books and the Old Republic, Star Wars, the Old Republic books that came out after that. I mean, those were all the, the video games, of course, is what sparked my interest, but it sparked my interest enough to dive into the written content, which is where yeah. a lot of really good shit was. So 
And I, I, I don't know, I think these people would have benefited at one point in time. I think we were even kicking around the idea that they would have a video game aspect yeah, of this High Republic so. media empire, but apparently that is not happening yeah. as of right now. So who knows? Nick just put it out there. He's going to read it to us, tell us what happens, but it's not going to happen until 2021 at this point. So Story we'll probably time. all be dead. Yeah. Yes. Story time with Nick. Look forward to it in 2021. That's we'll see it. how we can we can get that done. Um, but all yeah, right, so my friends. Delays. Well, uh, because we are lacking in topics, we're kind of moving through things quite nicely, and I like it. We're not going to be here for 25 hours, and Nick and I probably aren't going to start sounding as if we've been drinking for five hours. Uh, for, for talking so for, um, well, I'm already doing it. So I guess I, I guess I can't go down that path. Yes. I did have a bender over the Memorial day weekend and my brain is just trying to get back to normal right now. So come on. We're come almost on. there. There we go. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. All right, dude, before we get into the top five though, we've been uh, doing your weekly fan engagements, which I think they do enjoy. So thanks fans for playing along, but we've got a new question of the week for you. Plus Nick is here to update his tournament of force user death. I know he has a, a particular name for it, but I'm stupid and forget it every time. So I just rely on the the ages. There you go. Battle of the ages. So we've completed the first round. He's got the round two matchups for you to bitch about. Uh, (laughs) And then we also have some choice replies from the question of the week this week. So which one do you want to start with, Nick? I'll let you you decide. So I'll give the quick updates on the on the uh, the battle for the ages for you guys. So last week we covered all the way up to the Maul versus Darth Bane matchup, which for some reason you psychopaths decided that Darth Maul wins that matchup like 71% to 29. It was insane. But we have the the last four battles of the round. Yep. Ready up here, and I'm gonna let's let's just walk through those those first. Yeah, I've four. got I've got it pulled up now on the screen. So so first the the uh, the first battle that we did uh, from last week was Palp versus Ahsoka, <laughs> and this one is just y'all. You people out there who are voting are insane. Fifty one percent for Palpatine, forty nine for Ahsoka. So Palp still makes it through. Um, but by the very slimmest of margins, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to pull up my, there's a lot of, a lot of fan love for Ahsoka, man. I mean, obviously you, sh- she's, uh, in, in recent memory, but so is Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Palpatine lived to like 140 It was <laughs> because it, of his force powers and he barely beat a, a not even a Jedi. Like yeah. she never even became a real Jedi. She a quit Padawan. as a Padawan. <laughs> so the 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 vote breakdown, the actual number of votes was eighty two uh. to eighty for Palpatine. So he won by two votes. I mean, if it was <laughs> if it was one vote, if it, if it was eighty one eighty one, I will tell you that Palpatine still would have won because it was the higher seed. That's just how it works. Did, but, now, did you did you set it up as I'm talking about the Palpatine that's a clone and decaying, and he's hooked up to an, a a a crane arm i i i was the way that i think about it is i refer to them at the peak of their power whenever <laughs> oh, that happened okay so, so yeah clearly yeah this would definitely be a close fight yeah because i mean like you could say that palp's peak power was probably when he drained the dyad at the end of seven and he was this fucking super yes. user yes Yes, I mean, dude, he he had so much juice in him. He literally could shoot force lightning 
all throughout the galaxy, essentially. Yeah. I mean, he wrecked a whole fucking fleet. (laughs) Exactly. And he had enough control over it that he could only hit good guy ships and not the fucking 8,000 Star Destroyers that were sitting right there. Yes. (laughs) So, So dude was stacked. Like, I mean, there really is no more powerful. Well, I guess the chosen one technically just just through science probably EP had more power. That's why is the number two seed here, people. Right. I mean, Palpatine is a force god. I mean, he knows how to use it for offensive capabilities, defensive, as well as how to manipulate people with it. I mean, he he's got every aspect of the force figured out. But hey. Yeah, it's like I said, I mean, I, I do think this is timing. Ahsoka got a mega bump. I mean, I just said oh, she yeah. may be my third or fourth favorite character of all time now. So I, I don't, you know, we are kind of laughing at this. It is, it is silly, but Ahsoka is a Mac daddy. There's no doubt about it. And I do think she could have taken Vader in that fight they had on, was that Malachor or whatever? Yeah, in, Malachor, in Rebels, where Rebels. I mean, she cracks him pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she ain't she ain't gonna hold her own against Palpatine. So I'm glad Palpy made it out because uh, if he, if he didn't, I think Papa Palpatine would have burnt <laughs> down our account. Yeah. So and, and for those of you out there, I know that you know some people don't have Instagram. Some people do. Go if you do have Instagram, just go to the story, click the name that you want. We had 160 votes for this one. I know that we had you know not everybody sees stories, but it is what it is. Just go on there, vote, make sure your voice is heard. So that was the first like, one. Fifty-one percent Palpatine, forty-nine percent Ahsoka. Nico in in the chat just said, "I'm the High Republic right now," and I think I, I know what he's getting at. So <laughs> I, I was going to say that too. I was like, if in terms of the name of that Republic, I do like a High Republic versus an Old Republic, a New Republic, or the Galactic Republic. Yeah, so. or Makes, the Grand Republic, I guess. The Grand Republic yeah, was the new one. So. <laughs> Um, the next matchup that went off this week All right, was next next matchup. D- don't worry, Triple P. Palpatine made it he, through. He's he's barely through. And I here think you that go. The, this one this one was pretty this one pretty was, decisive here. Yeah, very decisive. So this was grandfather versus grandson. Number seven <laughs> Vader versus number ten Kylo. Eighty nine percent Vader, eleven percent Kylo. And I look, look, I definitely get it because you know the chosen one is basically. I mean, Vader is just basically. The chosen one, except decrepit and kind of, you know, shit on a little bit. Uh, 168 total votes, 150 for Vader, 18 for Kylo. Ooh, not see a you, lot ben. of Kylo love. Let's see if Sit we have the any. Fuck down, Ben. If we have, if we have any um, notable Kylo voters here, <laughs> I mean, not real. Lennon uh, Toys, he's he's made the top five before. Um, Star Wars Toy 73. I mean, there's you know, there's a few on there, but. I mean, what do you think about this matchup, Matt? I want to get your opinion because you know, I, I I do think this turned out the way it should, and and I'll explain it why. Yes, Kylo's part of a dyad, but I, I believe with that dyad, it's like they almost have to be together around each other to really generate that type of power. At least that's what I'm rolling with. The name kind of implies it. I honestly think Kylo was such a homer for Vader, he would never even fight him. Right, he would just walk up and be like, I love you, kill me. And Vader would just be like, all right, shagaga. See, man, I almost take it the opposite way. Like, I think well, that- Well, didn't we, we talked it, about, someone did a fan fight between these two, right? I don't remember. Between, no, I know we did. I mean, I don't know if we posted StarWarsTime.net, but you might want to go out there and use our search. But someone did a really well done fan fight of oh, yes. Vader versus yeah. Kylo in like a snowy woods. Yeah, I remember now. 
And I think Kylo ends up getting him in the end because, you know, Vader gets cocky or something or, yeah, or, and, or and discounts him for a second. As with all Sith, I mean, your goal is to usurp the person that is your master. I mean, and and for me, I think that Kylo, if he was given the opportunity to, to go at Vader, he would want to prove to himself that he is greater than him. So he would go twice as hard. He'd be like, I can, sh- I will show you that I'm better than you. It was my, it's my life goal to, to usurp what you had done in your life and to, to live up to your legacy. So by doing that, I will fight you and I will defeat you. Um, whether he was, would to win, you know, were to win that fight. I don't think he would. I think it'd be closer than 89 to 11 because Kylo, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But Kylo, he's he's a head case. He's man. emotional. I mean, he, he is. He's right. Where, where Vader had that shit under control. I mean, his emotions are what led to his imprisonment in his black suit. But uh, until Luke, he was a, a stone wall like there, there was mm-hmm. no emotions getting past him. I mean, it, it, literally, he had to see his son getting fricasseed on the ground for the light to finally go off like oh shit i'm a scumbag yeah uh so uh, yeah 89 to 11 may be a little little off but I- i'm still taking yeah. vader all the way and another day. one i mean like again one thing that i want to point out with with any kind of like prequel oriented character is they've all had proper training like even vader i mean vader is a fully trained Jedi Knight in Anakin Skywalker from some of the best masters to ever live through the Grand Republic era. Whereas Kylo, and this is the same thing that goes for Rey, like Rey versus Obi, like Rey and Kylo never had official training. Like, yes. Well, Kylo had more than Rey. More than Rey, yeah. We're we're never going to see it because in that comic, they only decide to show like two panels of Ben training at the Academy. But he he was, Luke was taking Ben out on mission. So I mean, I, I think Ben... In terms of a, a trained force user was definitely closer than yeah, you know than, than what Ray probably would have been able to do. Yeah. So um not a surprise in terms of the breakdown. I figured that the sequel characters would get a lot of hate from our from our crowd. <laughs> um but eighty nine to eleven. So let's let's move on to the next The crowd's one. grown. We had Sir Dork joined up, SWTBS joined there up. We go. So welcome everyone. Welcome. We got Alfie's in here. Uh Gosto. There you go. Augusto. I think I no, a guy. He, he, okay. It's Agosto. Okay. Agosto. We're we're getting closer every time. <laughs> so yeah, because I think when I say Agosto, that's that's wrong too. It's Agosto. Agosto. There we go. Like so, Abosto. Like yeah, I don't know. Costco. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, next one. <laughs> yes. Next. Next one. We got GMY uh. versus. Oh, another beatdown. AOTC rematch, I called it. And yes, it was 89 to 11% again. Um, This time, 99 votes for Yoda, 12 for Dooku. Um, This is a clear, yeah, this one is just... I'm all for... I don't don't even think there's a a debate here. I mean, this was master against former Padawan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just and he was beating Dooku like Dooku did the the vintage bad guy thing to get away with his life and that was put other good guys in danger to distract the good guy that was kicking your ass so yeah. uh, Yoda had him beat on Geonosis 100% yeah, there, there was I don't think if anything I think this should be 100% to zero because this is one of the few fights that we've actually seen play out in round one like 
like you said, it was a very decisive victory. And even like Yoda was even fucking with him a little bit. Cause like during the fight, he like stops and he's like, Oh, learned a lot. You have my exactly, young exactly. And fucking just starts flipping off the walls again and crap. There was I mean, no he, he way. didn't even Yoda didn't even get serious until yeah. the motherfucker dropped his cane. Like yeah. when, when they were just having their duel of the force, I mean, Yoda's still sitting there like all geriatric, like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I'll just suck this in there and reject it over there. I'll hold this there. Okay. You want to do this now? Let's go. And yeah. it, it really only took a few gymnastic flippy wiki 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 and, you know, jumping off a ship before Dooku was like, oh, I'm screwed. And that's when he just ripped down yeah. that big column and, and, you know, tucked his tail and ran. So, uh, Yeah. Good one here, my friends. Yeah. You, you guys got this one. Dooku right. voters. Cryo photography. Oh. Cryo must... voting for Dooku. And then our, our our big friend over here, Figure Fucking Hurts, also voted for Dooku. Hey. Notable hey, it's Dooku. All right. Maybe, maybe they are maybe they're fans of the actor. You never yeah. know. Christopher Lee is a is a gem of a well, was a gem of a human being, a fantastic actor. Yeah, I mean he he's essentially Saruman and Dooku. I mean he, he's he some was ama- Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. He was both uh, of them. Wasn't he Dracula too? Or he no? was Dracula. Yeah, yeah, he played Dracula. He yeah, he all like he was a fan. Yeah. Fantastic. That, that was another. That was another just legendary actor they put in the prequels and kind of make him look like a bozo reading know, some of the lines. Right. Just so fucked up. <laughs> like when he walks in and he's. I don't know if like he was being sarcastic to Obi Wan. He's like, oh no, oh my god, how could this happen? I think he was Ba-ba-do. being sarcastic. Ho, ho, ho. I always Ho-ho-he-ho. took it as that. Like when anytime I see that that thing in AOTC with you know Obi with a weird fucking mullet, just like. You know, in yeah. that stasis chamber, I was like, oh, Dooku's fucking with him. He's literally like, oh my, oh, how did this happen? What? And he like, he literally knows, like Obi knows that this guy is a dark side force user. Oh yeah. So yeah. he's just fucking with him. So that's how. But I- as all all good bad guy in Star Wars do, at least the Sith, I mean, Dooku told him straight up. He's yeah. like, listen, this is what's happening to the Senate. This guy's doing this. I'm doing this for him because the Jedi are fucking stupid. Blah, blah, blah. And once again, especially, I mean, Obi-Wan's your picture perfect Jedi of full of hubris. Like, oh, no, come on. Jedi are perfect. We would never do that. You're lying. You're a Sith. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're Jedi. We're smarter than this. They they never take anything seriously from non-Jedi. Exactly. It's so, oh, Cryo did chime in, said he was trolling. So. Oh, okay. All see, right, that, that that's your story now. All right, Chris. But do you, we'll, we'll, do you we see where you. trolls can get you? Sometimes you can get to a fifty-one forty-nine Ahsoka versus EP uh, score. Yeah. So he, he Count Dooku is a nice figure. If that's who we're talking about, that's coming from Greg. It, it depends which one you get. If, if you get the figure arts Dooku, he looks like Sean Connery. If you get the <laughs> black series, it looks pretty damn good. And the price difference is pretty drastic. So, all right, pick your poison or buy both, like me, because I'm an asshole. All last, right, who's next, man? Last what do we round. Got? This is the last last vote around one. <laughs> and this is Luke versus Mace. Luke Skywalker versus Mace Windu. Six I, I, versus I, eleven. I, this is probably a, an upset. I mean, it's... Well, it's, I guess not on our, our seating. It's yeah, not. the seating I have Luke higher. But in turn, I mean, like you could, you could argue... Mace was a hard one to place for me in terms of the seating. Because, I mean, he, you could argue that you could flip those seeds and it would still make sense. Um, but 53 to 47, May, in, in terms of Luke, you know, Luke winning... It was very close in the beginning, too, because Mace, it was like 51-49 Mace for a while, and then some votes started coming in on the Luke side, 
Um, I mean, this is a tough one. This is a tough fight because Mace Windu is the only person that we've ever seen best, you know, Darth Sidious lightsaber to lightsaber, really. I mean, Luke, I mean, not Luke, um, GMY gave him a good fight in the Senate chambers. What, what's your thoughts on this fight? I don't know, man. I, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what Luke are we talking about? Like if, I said, it's your, it's... if it's your picture, Luke, then no way. I mean, Mace oh, would have yeah. ate him for lunch because, as you said, and, and I, I did have to go back and, and verify this, but technically, George did say that Mace beat Palpatine. Yeah. That, like, Palpatine didn't just play into that, oh, no, no, I mean... Once he realized that he had Anakin's attention and that he was about to get the turn, that's when he was like, ah, but he did. I, I'm almost positive. I think it's in the commentary. Or so, or the I think commentary. I, I believe George himself on the commentary of rots does say that Mace did beat Palpatine in his office. Yeah. I he mean, did, he did beat him down. It wasn't Palpatine just kind of playing, playing weak to to draw Anakin in. So with that knowledge, I mean, you'd have to consider Mace to be one of the most powerful Jedi, at least combat Jedi. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So if we're just going pure combat, I mean, if we're talking a new hope, Luke, no chance empire, Luke, no chance. End of return of the Jedi, Luke getting there. Luke in between where he goes, a wall on the Island. Then yeah. See, that's where and that's where it gets weird for Luke is like, in my opinion, and you never really see Luke at the peak of his power. Yeah. At the peak of his, you know, his potential force user ability. And so it makes it hard because, like I said, the way that I've thought about these matchups is you're 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 taking them at the peak of their power, whenever okay. that is. All right. Well, then, yeah, he Luke would win because Luke still comes from the chosen one yeah he is the direct you know so he son. he's just gonna ha- he's just gonna have naturally stronger or he's gonna to, to he's gonna have more gifts than mace yeah. ever would have had yeah and i think that in the end luke had more knowledge and less hubris than mace which again is like mace's downfall a lot of the time oh this mace is- was the cockiest of the yeah. fucks i mean i i think Mace is even more so than Yoda, the biggest reason that Anakin turned and that the Jedi got gamed by Palpatine. Because Mace would always be the first one like, ah, oh, fuck, we'll figure that shit out. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck it, motherfucker, we'll figure it out. So, I mean, it's it's hard, though, because like you said, you know, you we only ever see Luke, you know, not, not that skill with a lightsaber, but... I mean, lightsaber to lightsaber is a close fight. And I think that this vote is accurate in terms of... I mean, like, I, I kind of lean towards Luke... Like post ROTJ, right when he's starting the new Jedi Academy, or like you know when he's going around and he's he's learning more, he's still yeah, building looking at all skill. the artifacts, hitting the bunkers. Yeah, I, I mean it, it, this is a good one. This is probably one of your best first round seeds. Yeah, this was this was a really close fight. It could and, it really could go either way, and that's kind of how the vote panned out. So. Yeah, and then so notable voters, I always do this for for either side. One six shooters. So Trevor gave the the nod to Luke. Uh, Star Wars Black Series 2019 for the time being, he voted for Luke as well. Liam Smart. Twinkle Tits. Yeah, Twinkle Tits. That's his new one. Scion, (laughs) Rust Belt Collector, um, Sean Forney. I know he's in the chat. So those were all our voters or some of our Papa right now is saying Windu hands down. So he just gave his too late live vote. But we thank you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Papa, you got to get in on the poll votes, my friend. <laughs> uh, Wild Wing was a was a mace vote. Um, let's see who else we got here. There's Klondike action figure snaps. Cryo, Cryo's on the losing side a lot of times. It seems <laughs> like uh, figure hurts. Uh, you know, let's see anybody else right. that we. Hey, either way, it was yeah. it was a good matchup. Luke makes it on, so. Yeah. So this now, is where, don't you you have a little tease for us right now. I now do. we have some of the round twos up there. Yeah, no, no image, official image for this, but I will reveal to you all the the matchups for round two. So round one is finished. If nobody, if you still don't know how bracketology works in sports, all of the winners from round one will go on and they will battle it out in round two. So round two matchups. These are some choice fucking matchups all here. All right, people. L- let's get it. Anakin versus Obi-Wan. First, oh, first matchup. look at you. It's like you know how to design a bracket. I know. It's almost like I thought about these seeds somehow. Anakin <laughs> versus Obi-Wan in round two. What more could you want? This is the rematch of Rots. Oh, so yeah. get like ready that. for it. The fucking like boat it. is coming. I know that there are people out there who are commenting on the post that I put up to say that it's live. If you comment on the post, great. Go to the poll in the stories, click the button that you want, you know, the person you want to win, get your vote in there. That's how it counts. That's all I'm looking at to move these people on. I'm not going in and looking at the, the comments. It's only the poll vote. So Anakin versus Obi-Wan is one. Darth Revan versus Darth Maul. This is a fucking killer matchup. In my opinion, Revan will eat Maul alive, but we'll see because there's a lot of Maul fans out there right now. This next one is, is huge. This next one. EP, Emperor Palpatine versus Darth Vader. I ah. Mean, that's ah. the... <laughs> yeah. That is the matchup that we've all wanted to see forever. All right. I do like this round. Yeah. And then you have the Master versus the Apprentice, Grandmaster Yoda versus Luke to close out <laughs> round two. Yes. I mean... I do like it. I like bad guy on bad guy, good guys on good guys. I, I yeah. like it. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So I mean, are you? Are you, so you? Does round two start today after the show? Or are you going to kick that off tomorrow? Fresh, fresh day on Wednesday. Round two. I'll start it off tomorrow. So we'll, right. we'll kick it out on Wednesday for those of you listening. Get ready. Keep your eye on the stories. I will put up the post again to make sure that people know when it's live in the stories. But right, make and, sure and cryo votes vote. are not anonymous because Nick will call people out. So <laughs> be prepared. Yeah, no, your votes are not anonymous. If I go through the votes, I will call out some of the more prominent members of the community and their weird voting habits. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Anakin it's versus all in good fun, Red right? Hey, it's all for the a holes, right? We are oh, a holes. Yes. So that's that's what you get to look forward to in round two. I like that's that. So yeah, keep keep your eyes out. Keep those thumbs ready to tip. And as Nick said, hit it in the story because that's where we get the real analytics. But commenting is good too because that drives the post. And IG thinks that we're cool and it shows the post to more people. So oh, yes. we appreciate that as well. All right. And that brings Kitster us to Kidster versus uh, Jar Jar. That, that, that's one for uh, Sir Dork. I may uh, do, uh, uh, after this battle, you know, this is all force not users. Non force users? 
Yeah, non-force. Oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. All right, and Jar Jar will have to be in that for I'll, sure. He'll be a 16 seed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I don't know if Kitster had enough screen time to to make the bracket, but Jar Jar for sure, I, I want him in that one. So, oh, yeah. Uh, keep your eyes peeled, but we're not done yet. We're, we're, we're here to keep honoring the fans of the SWTS, uh, infamously, infamously known as the A-Holes here. Uh, but Nick did his question of the week, so we've we gathered, what did we pick? Ten responses. Ten responses. Uh, you all are actually doing great. You're doing your part of this deal, and you are giving us a lot of great comments. So much so that we can't sit there and read them all, or we'll be doing four, five, six, seven hour long shows. So uh, Nick and I, we picked five that we enjoyed, thought would be fun to read, and maybe spark some conversation. So uh, first off, Nick, what was the question itself? If you could yes. just remind everybody the question was uh it's esb's 40th anniversary like we mentioned earlier in the show so the question was uh which character had the best overall performance in empire strikes back and why so um that's good looking at that movie not necessarily the actor's performance that wasn't what i was thinking but like what character owned empire strikes back okay Um, so i'm just gonna start with our first one here mm -hmm. and this comes from scruffy looking photos (laughs) i like this one because there is there is some thought behind here Uh, scruffy's going with the ipd that found echo base because without him the empire would have never found the rebel base and started one of the most iconic battles in cinema history that's next level yeah i mean like like if we're really breaking it down the brass tacks i mean you you can't have the chicken without the egg or can you it's one of those things and uh if anything scruffy is dead on with one of the most iconic battles in cinema history that is still one of my favorite scenes ever in in star wars and anything and and sci-fi fantasy when you see those at-ats in the distance and you hear that yeah and then you know you get the snow speeders out there so yes uh but the ipd gets a vote from scruffy looking photos love it (laughs) yeah that was a good Uh, i'll let you take the next one this one's from one six shooter so trevor hey we're reading your question and you're not here so don't call us out (laughs) next time yeah so trevor voted for yoda he says yoda no contest which i think is really interesting because it is i mean like people i mean i don't forget but some people forget that it's the first time that we ever see yoda i mean it's the first time really in cinema that a movie of this nature had a puppet as a lead fucking character yeah too like a solo puppet it's not right. like a puppets among other puppets it's just him as yeah the puppet. yeah i i understand i understand them there i think there was a muppet movie in 77 or 78 or whatever we're talking literally a puppet had to act with other real life actors and come off as believable so I mean, I'll, I'll give that right there. But I mean, just think of what, what we learn about Yoda. We get to see the hobo version of at first where yep. he's literally taking joy and fucking with this young Skywalker. Yeah, stealing his food, playing right. with a little light that he found. In like there. just 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 talks mad shit. <laughs> it, 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 he's doing it all on purpose. Right. Just yeah. to really feel Luke out, because as we've heard, Yoda wanted Leia. Mm-hmm. See either here nor there, he ends up training Luke. But I mean, he goads him and goads him and goads him all the way to that point when they're in the hovel to where he finally gets Luke to basically Crack. break a little yeah. bit. And that's when Yoda's like, see, motherfucker, I told you, Obi-Wan, this punk can't be trained. And that's you get a whole new Yoda presented to you. Then he becomes the trainer, the master. He slips a little bit back in the GMY versus Hobo. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, a, a very, uh, very iconic character that did 
bring some very memorable stuff. I mean, uh, lines, the quotes from Yoda from Empire, do or do not. There is no try, right? Uh, And that is why you fail, pulling the Mm -hmm. X-Wing out of the pond after Luke pushed out. So I, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I, no contest. That that's some strong language there. But Yoda definitely is an impactful character from ESB. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. I agree there. So you can go ahead and grab the next one. This one's great. All right. So th- this will, you know, how deep of a Star Wars fan are you? I'd imagine everyone watching live on the stream right now will get this reference. But this comes from Action Figure Noob. Uh, it's got to be Wilro Hood. He single-handedly saved the Rebellion a lot of trouble by taking his computer core and destroying it before the Empire dug in to find out his rebel contacts. He flawlessly ran with that ice cream maker. Kudos to him with sprinkles on top. Oh, man, dude. The, the <laughs> Wilro Hood deep cut for this yeah. one. I mean, it's great. And the, the fun part about this is, is like that character make is is like held in high regard even through like the celebration circuit because when remember when we were on the floor oh, and they dude, did the there running was, of the wilro hoods yes <laughs> i mean there there's like it's like a thing now at, yeah. at star wars celebrations everyone cosplaying as wilro or even as an ice cream maker they they get in a line like a congo line right and they go all throughout the convention hall the exhibit hall and what what do they say Oh, do you man. remember there? But it save was a the very, ice cream, save the world, <laughs> something like that. Like was. like they have a very yeah. clear chant that they just keep yelling over and over and over. So uh, it was fantastic. I also think pink shorts guy, like the the boom mic guy, oh, yeah. he died by the way, like in real oh, life, ninety two passed away. But he's he's become kind of a a famous cosplay outfit at Star Wars celebrations as well. So good one there, action figure noob. It's kind of silly, tongue in cheek, but. I, I like the deep cut. Another another uh, fun choice here is from <laughs> Figures Memories. Admiral Ozzel and Captain Nita, their incompetence made it possible for the Rebels to escape and win the war. <laughs> oh, he's so right. Yeah, he really is. Like, if you really break it down, like, if we're going to get that way, then yes, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, plus, uh, you know, we got to see... I think is that the first time we got to see Vader force choke someone to death, right? Yeah, and it was through this like through the hologram. Yeah, through hologram. Like they weren't even on the same starship and he's yeah. just literally reaching through the, the force and choked the guy out to the point where he snapped his neck. Yeah. Uh, he just he just gave the one guy a little tease on the Death Star, but we we got to see the full kill twice in ESB. So oh, yeah. I uh, I like that one there. Good call out there. Next up we have still force says Luke's development in this movie is so powerful. He fails time after time in this movie, gets caught by the Wampa, struggles through his training with Yoda, fails to save Han, and loses his first duel with Vader. This is the reason why we buy Luke's power and confidence in Return of the Jedi. This is a story arc that supports a great story. And then in parentheses, he puts looking at yeah, you, so Ray. Clearly, Still Force is a big fan of Ray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I do like it's a, it's a well thought out answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Luke fails left and right. Like all Luke does is fail and Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I mean, yeah. pretty much that's all the good guys do is fail. I mean, they, they, they fail everything. Uh, nothing positive really came out of Empire for the good guys, except Luke getting his ass kicked and getting a bionic hand that he fucks up in the next movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, 
do you do you think it was all the failures that brought Luke back with some more confidence by Jedi, or was there kind of stuff filled in between the gaps that we never got to see? Maybe talking to Obi Wan or Force Ghost Yoda, where like, see, see you dumbass, we told you, we told you. Now will you listen to us? I think it's the failures led to those things that we didn't see for sure because it's 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 again it's it's. It's straying away from what happened in the prequels where the Jedi just never lost. And that's why they had the hubris and that's why they had the ego that they did and what led to their ultimate downfall. Like these failures that Luke experienced in ESB allowed him to grow in a way that he wouldn't have. Well, if if you think about Nick, it's kind of like, you know, I know you're not a parent yet or if you ever get there, but I don't know if I'll ever be a good one, but I try it's it's like sometimes kids need to let themselves fail even when the parent the master the trainee the or i mean the trainer is saying listen if you do this you are going to fail i can tell you from experience but they need to trip they need to fall they need to cut their face on their own to really let it sink in and so i i, I do buy into that i mean luke was overconfident he couldn't get past the vision both of these wise force users were telling him that it was a dumb idea that he could die and blow everything. Um, and I think after just severely getting beaten down by his dad, learning that it was a dad, learning they lied to him about that, it just really gave pause to Luke. And he kind of took a, a survey of his life at that point. He's like, okay, these guys are right, even though they're fucking liars. I need to chill out. I need to focus. I need to get stronger in the force before I try to throw down with homeboy again. Yeah. And, and look, remember he didn't want to fight his dad. No. Right. I mean, even, even in Jedi, he's like, motherfucker, I don't want to fight this guy. Yeah. He's like, I, I want to bring you back to the light side. And like, well, even when he was talking to Yoda, right. I mean, before Yoda died, wasn't he saying like, man, I really, I have to kill Vader. Like that's, that's the pitch from you two. Yeah. There, there's no wiggle room here. I can't save him. Yeah. He was like, no, you, you have to go fight him. This is the only way we get back to some sort of balance or technically balance in 1983 because uh, we've learned that the force never was truly imbalanced. So. Yeah, the balancing of the force is, is not really, I don't even know if that's possible. D- damn near impossible, but yeah. hey, we'll try. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie, it really, like ESB is why Luke is the character that everybody loves because you identify with failure no matter who you are like people see somebody fail and and get back up and then they you know you gain respect for that character and then when he goes on in rotj to basically face up to all of those failures one by one i mean he goes back and he saves han where he failed last time he goes back and he duels his father and he saves his father where he lost the last time i mean you see a redemptive arc between oh, yeah. those two movies for Luke. He he took his medicine and ESB and actually did something with it moving forward. And yeah. that's something Ben Solo couldn't do. Ben always just felt, wah, wah, everyone wants me to be this or that. And wah, 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 wah. So I'm just going to take the easy way out, kind of like grandfather. So, yeah. I mean, Luke Luke really was the the better version of the male Skywalker. Yeah. But it, it took a lot of hard lessons. I mean, it took his dad falling 
uh, falling from the light, all that fun stuff. So I don't know. It was, it was, it was a deep, deep uh, reply to that. Yeah, so it was I a good, that one. good response from Still Force. All right, up next, we got a woo, we got a lengthy one from Tones. From I don't Tones, know if Tones yeah. is still in the chat. I know it's getting late over there in the UK, but here you go, buddy. Here's yeah. your time. So he says Han, uh, Han Solo. We see him progress from a carefree rogue to a person that shows he cares, not just for the rebellion, but also for his comrades. He saves Luke, then Leia, and 3PO on Hoth. Gets them out of some incredibly tight situations throughout the movie and almost pays the ultimate price for doing so. Han couldn't give a shit. Han's couldn't give a shit attitude totally melts away in ESB and he solidly, if not sometimes reluctantly, becomes part of the greater cause. Harrison Ford probably uh, have has one of his finest yeah. performances in this movie. That probably that is probably one of Han's better films there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of the character, I, I mean, really, Tones, Tones banged it out. I mean, that, that's a great breakdown of the character and how the character is portrayed in that movie. Uh, I would still contend for a good part of that movie, he still is ultimately trying to save his own ass. Yeah. Uh, just the Empire kind of showed up and, and forced him to take on uh, Leia and, and, and 3PO, so on and so forth. Yeah. But that that kind of forced sequestering, quarantining in the Falcon I think that's what really uh, awakens Han to the benefits and the potentials of having really good friends outside of a walking carpet. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. I, like I said, it's a good assessment from Tones on Han. Good take. Good take. Um, next up, we have <laughs> our good buddy Klondike. That's why we love our fans. Yeah. Trolling me. Uh, that's fine. But Klondike says, I'm going with Boba just for you, Matt. <laughs> uh, and that's because I've made the case here uh, on this show, I think as recent as last week, that it's, it is funny that Boba Fett was held in such high regard after literally just kind of being a, a mannequin in Empire Strikes Back and again being a dolt in Return of the Jedi. So... Thanks, Joe, for that one. And now your real one here is Lando. Amazing performance and clearly established established a super jeez, uh, super memorable blah, character. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> I, I okay. I got to put got to put the booze down. <laughs> one too many days of drinking over the Memorial Day holiday, and and these things are not firing at a hundred percent. But I like I like the Lando call. I mean, come on, Billy D, suave as fuck, Colt forty five. I mean, brought that right to Star Wars and really continued it all the way to old man Lando. Yeah, so. like all the way through Episode Nine. I mean, what he like the the what was really impressive about Lando is you get to see such a quick character development arc in such a short amount of time in in ESB and then. I mean, in ROTJ, like he's solidly General Calrissian. Like he is a member of the rebellion. He is a prominent member of the rebellion, and he is the architect of the first. Well, not the architect, but he destroys the second Death Star along with Wedge Antilles. So I mean, like his character arc in in ESB is really awesome because you get to see this kind of carefree debonair, a bit of an asshole, turn into a you know. Yeah, and, really, and we were getting at you know, Nick. We were getting the development of Lando from the Baron to someone that actually cared about the rebellion. Because even uh, what was it? it was the main Star Wars comic run heavily features Lando, Luke, Leia. Yeah, and they all go back to Cloud City, and you learn there that Lando wants nothing to do with the rebellion. Even yep. still, I mean, this is after he lost Han, all that fun shit. I mean, he's planning on ditching these people. 
Um, we don't get to see any of that in the movie, but by the time Jedi comes around, all that growth has taken place. So yeah, I, I, I dig it. I do yeah. love the Lando. Plus he just dresses like a Mac daddy. He does. His, his wardrobe is fucking great. I wish I had that cape closet that was in solo where it's oh, just yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I, I need to wear, wear more capes myself. It's just yeah. when you're, you're short wearing cape doesn't help. Yeah. You got to get uh, a tailored re- cape. Yeah, it reminds it reminds everyone and yourself of how short you are. So I, I try to avoid capes at all costs. All right, uh, we got one here from CPT Ordo. He's been featured before. Sean on IG makes some incredible stuff. Oh yeah, and he goes, Vader completely owns that movie. Incredible presence. Han is a close second to me. This is one movie where Ford buys into the character and gives his strongest performance. That's the second person who said that Han is that's uh, Harrison's strongest performance of the series. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Vader is interesting because it is like you get to see Vader in a very different light than what you oh, did yeah. in the first oh, yeah. movie. He he's no longer just the the, the henchman. You that you start to realize like, okay, there that is there is Luke's dad in there. You can kind of see some of that where he is he is his interest gets peaked when the Emperor's like, "Have you felt this this the son of Skywalker?" Blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then that kind of gives Vader new life if you will a mission you know he he becomes obsessed with the pilot that blew up the death star so yeah uh, and he, he uh, cpt's right i mean uh, pretty much the first time we see vader he's killing one of his own men then he wipes out the rebel base on hoth pretty much by himself as the ground force and uh, obviously he kicks the shit out of his son. He tricks Han, gets them all locked up. So, yeah, I mean, Vader definitely owns that movie. I, I agree just, with that statement. What I really like is that you get to see the visceral nature of Vader, but also the the caring side, like the softness that's still in him for his son, like all in one fight. Because you get to see Vader literally just toy with Luke for the whole fight. Just fucking mm-hmm. with him. Literally at one point drops his saber and it's just like, I don't even need to fight you blade <laughs> to blade. I can just use my force ability uh, yeah. and, and take you out. Like I don't even think he he's using his hands. Like he's literally just nodding his yeah, head just or standing. just commanding commanding the room to come apart and hit his yeah. son. And, and the comic adds to what you're saying where Vader the whole time knows it's his boy, mm-hmm. where where Luke does not. And Vader's sitting there through his red shaded lenses, basically like, man, who made this kid a pussy? Who made this kid a pussy? But yeah, I see there's there's a little strength in him. But man, who made him a pussy? Because that's really what the whole 2020 Vader line was setting up. Vader was going on a mission, a crusade, if you will, to hunt down the people that raised his son and made him a pussy. Yeah. So, and he literally goes to the Lars homestead first, then he goes back to Padme's apartment on Coruscant, and we've we've kind of been left hanging yeah. from there due to COVID. But yeah, man, I mean, you are right. Vader did know that was his boy. I, I don't know if he was all like lovey-dovey. It yeah. was more the angle of, hey, I can finally get out from underneath my leash with dipshit if I can convince my kid to team up with me. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it is. It's like ESB is this movie where... You have so many, it's hard. That's why I put, posed the question. It's hard to pick one because there are so, like every character in this movie has a really fucking solid storyline. Um, I mean, Vader again. Yeah. I mean, and you know, Ordo also brings up Han and we kind of talked about that one already, but Vader's another fantastic choice here. So, 
Oh yeah, I, I like that one. Now we got Star Wars Toy seventy three, and he goes to Han and, and really lists some things that you just wouldn't think about. So it's got to be Han. He uses a lightsaber, yep. which he does to cut open the Tauntaun. He shoots Vader, which he does. Vader just blocks his, him. His hand eats it because yeah. it's the robot hand. He gives us the line we've all said to our significant others with that asshole smile on our faces <laughs> of "I know." Uh, he's literally the Dirk Diggler of Star Wars. So uh, I, I just, I mean, he, those were nice little moments to bring up about Han. Cause yeah. a lot of times you just don't think about it, but yeah, Han did do some, some memorable stuff in that movie. Yeah. Uh, very non Han stuff too. Dude, the, the whole scene of them going through the, uh, you know, the asteroid belt, avoiding the empire. I mean, I do feel like, you know, you know, my answer to this is Han because this is the, the movie that like he establishes himself as the the proper third member of this gang that that, you know, we all. Yeah, totally, to totally. Because even up until the end of A New Hope, he wants nothing to do with it. I mean, he, yeah. he comes back because Chewie makes him feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. And this one he like commits. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, and he did. He had some of the fucking marquee moments. He saves Luke Skywalker's life. You know, not only with the, you know, straight up. I mean, yeah. Obi-Wan's ghost was leaving his ass there to freeze. He's like, well, I can't do anything for you. So hopefully fucking somebody else finds your ass. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, like he saves Luke Skywalker. He saves Princess Leia and 3PO, like they mentioned. You know, he. Yeah, because they, they, they rip him out of the corridor on Hoth, right? Like yeah. Goldenrod literally is just and I think that's when he calls him Goldenrod. He's literally just doing his see through like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, <laughs> shit. Somebody save me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like he sacrifices uh, himself to, you know, to allow his companions to get out of there and some hopefully safely, because at that time he had no idea. He's like, you know. By me, the, if I get frozen and nobody else does, at least they have a sh one final chance to get out of here by some miracle and it happens. Yeah, um, no, that's the, the Han's a good pick. I like the Vader. Did we go through them all? I think so. I no, think we got, we got one, one more. One more. Um, this is from Brandon72678. And he says, Luke, he went through a lot of physicality in so many scenes. Snow, back to tank, having to squeeze into a tight space on Dagobah, yes. force training, grueling lightsaber duel with Vader and loses his hand, and then the final emotional earthquake of I am your father. Uh, all all great points. Yeah. I mean, Luke Luke definitely did not have an, an easy time in the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, kind of <laughs> I mean, like we were talking about right, before. Right when like, we see him, he's almost dead. And right when we leave him, he's almost dead. Yeah, like he gets, it's just a constant beating down emotionally, <laughs> physically. I mean, even in the force, like you literally tell like your your force training with one of the greatest jedi oh, masters yeah. of all time Who, who's not who's not taking it easy on no. you either like yoda is probably being harder on luke than he was to any of his thousands of jedi that he trained oh, over yeah. the hundreds and hundreds of years that he trained them oh yeah 100 percent. and then like your final test like you go through all of this training with yoda and then he's like all right get your fucking ship out of this bog you try to do it and you can't and then Yoda does it easily and then fucking insults you after yeah. he does it. And that's just why you fail. Yeah. I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, 
So I, I do. I mean, all great responses, fans. Remember, Nick does this. The the one big question, we'll get that throughout the week. Uh, he's been trying to do a little bit more engagement here or there. That's where the tournament kind of genesis yeah. from. So uh, we're digging this stuff, and it looks like the fans are too. So thank you for participating. Yes. And now it is time for us to honor said fans with our iconic and infamous <laughs> top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Oof. No plus one this time. No. It is a shit on match shot <laughs> week. So I'm looking forward to that. I still have not seen which shot Nick picked for me. I've only seen the names of the artists that made the top five. I've not seen the winning shots. So There may have been a bit of allusion to your shot earlier in the show. We talked about a lot in this show. We're an hour oh, no. and 47 Uh-oh. minutes in, so there's no way that you're going to guess it, but you'll see when we get there. Okay. All uh, right. Well, I'm scrolling up now, Nick, so go ahead and lead lead us into the promised land of the top five. Lead us in, and the first person to welcome Here us through is. the doors of the top five <laughs> is, is our good buddy, Triple P, Papa Palpatine Photography. And at, his- at this point, Nick, I think we just need to rebrand it. The top four plus, plus. one of Papa Palpatine shots <laughs> I mean, uh, of the week. He has been on an absolute fucking tear so far. And, and, and this, this is a fresh one. Like, I think I just featured this a day or two ago because oh, he yeah. just put this up. It's a brand new head sculpt he, he copped on eBay, which he sent us a picture of the sculpt in our DMs. I don't know if you looked at it, but that is the definitive Anakin Skywalker face sculpt right now. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, we dude. need the details. We need the details. Where on eBay, Papa Palpatine, because that is the Anakin we deserve, not that derpy-ass-looking motherfucker that uh, Figure Arts shipped in the box. And you know, like the screaming face where he's like, Wah! oh, yeah, you used that one in the couple. Yeah. That was one of the right, shots. Right, where, where I had Obi-Wan doing the peace <laughs> sign behind his head because Anakin yeah. looks like he's so constipated that he's trying to shit out a 10-pound brick log. So, uh, But really, what, what Papa did here, he it's actually, a concept yeah. shot. Yeah. Right? Something we talked about on the show last week was, you know, if if Ahsoka hooked up with Anakin again before the, you know, I guess you would call it the the events of of Rots, would Anakin and Ahsoka have been able to take out Palpatine with just them two? And according to Papa, yes, they would have, because we see Anakin Skywalker using his Darth Vader <laughs> blade, by the way, it looks like, just sawing through Palpatine's head. Uh. With the blade extended, and then you see Ahsoka in the background. I, I just, I love that he has it. <laughs> Anakin is palming dude's head and just sticks the lightsaber up, kind of like uh, what Kylo did to one of the Praetorian guards in yeah. TLJ, <sighs> and just ignites it right through his dome. I know it's oh, absolutely man. brilliant, and I, I've. I've gotten away from including their their original comment just because it took too much work. I forget what Papa, uh, the, the the title he provided for this shot. Let me see. I'll look it up uh, right now. It says, the rule I, of two, if Anakin beat Kenobi and killed Palpatine. Right. So this is, he's going with, they want bad. Like Anakin still yeah. broke bad and he, and he brought Ahsoka with him and then they just started kicking ass and taking names. Oh, and, yeah. I just love it. I mean, I, I love the setup. He's got the the Snoke thrown back there. He's got some uh, IG guards laying down there. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, always got the fog going and a Papa Palpatine shot. But it, it's Anakin <laughs> sitting there palming dude's head and just straight murder Dude, him that way. Is, I love it. I love I, it. Yeah, the concept behind it. The I mean, like, just everything 
into the shot is perfectly done, oh, perfectly yeah. executed. All right, I so mean, we're, we're getting live insights from the artist here. So he's saying, if you like this head sculpt, remember that you have to paint it, which is a pain in the ass because it doesn't match the hands for the figure. So I guess that kills it for me getting it because there's no <laughs> way I can do that. Uh, and he's also saying, in his head, this is this is a new canon, and it's a few weeks after Revenge of the Sith. So oh, Anakin has okay. forged his new red lightsaber, recruited Tano, and now they are the new two. They're awesome stuff, man. I yeah, mean, so yeah. That fantastic Triple P. I'm glad you were here for a, a, a live breakdown of the shot to give us those insights. And, and once again, just a brilliant idea. I mean, this is a, a, another concept that would never even cross my mind. And <laughs> that's why we honor people like you. Oh, yeah. So... At Papa underscore Palpatine underscore photography on Instagram. I'm sure most of you who are listening to this podcast or the live stream are already following. But if you aren't, make sure you do it for awesome shit like this on a daily basis. Do it up. Next yeah, up. I mean, Pop Pop is one of the most active accounts out there, like big accounts. We're talking a shot a day average, I would say. Sometimes, sometimes he throws up two. Him and his brother, I mean, those guys stay busy and they oh, produce yeah. some content. So Top tier, top tier content. Right. So. Moving on. Oh, another one of our favorites. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I could revise the title again. So now <laughs> we're going to do top three plus a super scoundrel and a Papa P shot. They just, when you got killers like this, it's hard <laughs> not to pick it, especially from this shot this not yeah. shot this piece of art from super scoundrel and by the way if you are following papa and you noticed an update to his instagram photo that's because devin oh, aka yeah. super scoundrel made him a new instagram look photo. at that so a a holes helping yeah. each other out connecting community members across the globe so um, i don't know if devin's still in the chat but what we see here is an absolutely beautiful portrayal of Jedi baby Yoda. <laughs> I fucking love this. Dude. I mean, dude, it's just so money. It's so fucking money. Like the the, the Yoda style lightsaber, <laughs> the belt that he's whipping has the insignia, the signet on it. Yes, of the, the mud the, horn. Yes, the mud horn on it. I mean, and he's got like. <laughs> The the clothing he's still whipping a little bit of that that potato. I know he's got like the, the top the top half of the sack still there, but I love that he he made him a little proper Jedi robe, and it is <sighs> the proper one. It's not like Yoda where you know Yoda Yoda didn't go two tone. Like he kept his robe a little too close to color to his tunic. So yeah. I, I like that the, the the child here, Baby Yoda, has at least decided to you know, break things up a little bit, provide a little contrast. So he's going with the, the traditional brown Jedi robe oh, yeah. and kind of the, the creamy tunic. And it's just, <laughs> I just love this shot. Dude, man. You know what I, I think of? I don't know. Or, if, or art. I keep calling it a shot or it's, it's yeah. a picture. Yeah. The, the picture, art. the piece of art that, that Devin, <laughs> AKA super scoundrel put together. What I picture in my head here is that if you look at the, the, the environment that, that Devin put baby Yoda in, I picture this as Baby Yoda walking through Dagobah into Yoda's hut, and like oh, he's cleaning it out, like he's gonna take up residence. Yeah, like he's he's exploring his. I don't. <laughs> I mean, who knows if there is an actual link between the child right. and actual Yoda? But like, well, I, I mean, I think we can at least agree that he was not genetically cooked up in a tube. Yeah, so there not. is a chance that they do share genes yes. i'm not saying it's yoda's baby but they are the same species yeah they're the same species and, and you know if you are this species and you are a force user you know of you know grandmaster yoda one of the greatest jedi of all time especially at this day and age 
I mean, I could see him like going to Dagobah to try to learn more about this. Well, hey, dude, maybe Jedi. let's just run with what you're saying. He's got if he is at, at, at Yoda's hovel, that's where he picks up the lightsaber. Yeah, so could, there you yeah, go. Recover the lightsaber. Oh, we're getting a live like... update from Devin. Uh, he's teasing. He has a dark side version oh. of this print and a Mando dark saber version in oh, the future. So, man, look keep at that. those <laughs> eyes peeled. I mean, I, I I know on our feed we get to see super stuff all the time as well as. Uh, uh, Papa P, Sir Dork. I mean, really, a lot of the people that come join in the show, IG actually shows us your work. But keep using those hashtags. Yeah, look. And uh, tagging. I, we've said this multiple times for you people out there, these top tier artists and photographers. You guys, I don't know how hard it is to do because I'm not a photographer or an artist, but you people, especially with the followings that, that you guys have, you need to open up an Etsy shop, some sort of thing where you can print these and sell these motherfuckers because I would buy this right. and it would be hanging on my wall behind me. Like this is some. Well, I said a thousand times. I mean, I want it printed on foil paper, an art book of super scoundrels, star Wars pieces. Oh, and yeah. I want it. I want it to be almost two feet tall. Yeah. Like nice, thick, glossy foil pages and just flip through that thing and just go, wow. Yeah. Look I, what this human can do that I could never even dream of doing with my two hands. Yeah, like, I don't know the logistics behind it. And again, I don't know the time consumption that it takes for you guys to do something like that. But shit, like the, the, the stuff that you guys put out, this is worthy of, of hanging on people's walls, yeah. being put in, you know, sold in, in stores. I mean, Th- this th- shit should be hanging at, at Lucasfilm. Like, yeah. this should be in the hallways. It, it, same with Daz Tibble's art. I mean, come on, enough already. Yeah. Give these motherfuckers a job. I mean, Sign them up. At super underscore scoundrel. Uh, Devin is a fantastic follow on, on Instagram. Ooh. Just scroll through his feed and you see magic everywhere. He even has some Dune features in there now, too. Um, I mean, the guy's an absolute fucking killer. Yeah, it's and they're asking in the chat about copyright and IP. It's like, who cares, right? I don't Just think. Sell it up. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that you're gonna run in anything like that. I, I, well, I will say well, that Sean Forney, the other artist, is saying that Lucasfilm Legal would go nuts. I know there are some toy photographers that share shots. Like I, I know Plastic Action sells his work, and it does feature action figures from. Maybe it's because they're toys versus actual art. I don't yeah, know. Illustrations. I mean, I know that I have bought illustrations of Pokemon from like, you know, like fan artists and stuff right. like that. I mean, if you take commissions, I don't think that anybody could ever. Or you could like they do with the, with the bootlegs and, and you know, a super scoundrel could start an Etsy store and, and say that he's selling Star World yeah characters <laughs> i mean and, and I, this yeah. isn't the child this is just called kid yeah or like, green green kid like i don't know all of the legal ramifications behind it either i guess there could be some some oh, i'll tell you right now that. in the toy photography business people <laughs> people would be sued left and right especially the customizers that literally like that make they make head sculpts and sell them yeah but it's like i will buy a you know here's an example i'll buy an anakin skywalker head sculpt but he's sold as like chosen guy yeah yeah (laughs) i guess that's how they they get around it so yeah this is not anakin skywalker this is mannequin you know right exactly rider (laughs) yeah star dork yeah stuff like that so So. Uh, either way at super scout at super underscore scoundrel on ig hit it up fantastic follow yeah it will brighten up your feed 
um, sticking with the traditional slash, you know, digital artistry here, we have Christian Wagoner artist on Instagram with an with a fucking beautiful ESB Vader uh, portrayal here. This this concept. Uh, right. that there, he has. Nick, there's a story behind this this feature. Okay, go with it. Hit me with the story. A, I, and and I feel bad for the toy photographer because I forgot who it was. But essentially, a toy photographer recreated this look with a toy. And then tagged the artist, and I went and found the artist to to get the the inspiration because the toy photographer actually had the the, ref, the reflections of Luke in the toy's eyes and and so on and so forth. So that's how I found Christian Wagner artist in in this shot, which I just I love it. I mean, I love the I love how the focus is Vader, but the true focus where your eyes are being pulled to are his son hearing those famous words for the first time. Yeah. It's like the, the level of detail that Christian is able to put into those, into the eyes, into the details behind Luke, the details in Luke, and just like almost a full miniaturized recreation of that scene in cloud city. Yeah. um, In that moment that you were talking about that, you know, no, I am your father moment. Is just perfect. It's a perfect representation. And then that stark black mask that it's holding all of it is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful piece of artwork. Again, this is something that I would buy. And, and, and Yeah, this is a nice little tattoo or something like that. I yeah. think this would make nice art. I still like the intern. Dude, I, still I will think say he has one of the best Vader tattoos I've ever seen. It, that one, yeah. I, I mean, Ryan has to. I don't know if he can, you know, would allow us to share that for for our fans to show. But like, that is a beautiful tattoo that he got done at, at Celebration. Oh, he just went and, and and got some symbols added underneath it. So I guess West Virginia is COVID free at this point. But our he, best. he's out. Got that yeah, there. he he got he got the imperial logo and then some sayings underneath yeah. it to kind of flesh it out a bit. Yeah. But I will yeah, say, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love this art too. This looks like a almost like a, a painting, digital painting. Yeah, and and look, this for for those of you who are worried about copyright stuff, I know that you know each not everybody's going to hit get hit with. Well, copyright. we got a bunch of lawyers in chat, and apparently, if they're commissions, it's okay as long as you don't do too many. But yeah. once you start to try, you know, you throw mass up a store production like, or something. You know, yeah, here's fifty five prints. Then it gets a little funky. Because so it you, sounds like commissioning or don't label it as Star Wars, and like we were saying, call it Star Dork or Star Worlds or yeah. Star Doofus. Right? What would they call Luke in that one bootleg, like Doofus oh, Doofus guy? God, I can't remember, but I know. E- either way, you got to be creative yeah. and somehow Because if you look at Christian Wagner's um, Instagram bio, he links to his, his personal artist website, and he has Star Wars art that he's created up for sale. So I don't know if it's like they were saying limited run and, you know, it's not being mass produced, but you can click onto its website. You know, I clicked on this, this fucking, this, uh, C3PO piece, $125, 13 by 19. You can go on there and you can order it, or, you know, you can, you know, talk to him about, about purchasing this, this piece of art here. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, again, beautiful work at Christian Wagoner artist. in terms of like a disclaimer, don't don't consult the Star Wars Time show. Yeah, on, we on have no fucking legal knowledge at all. <laughs> so all we know is that we want your art 
to display right. in our yeah, own just just HQs. use a hashtag Star Wars Time Show and tag at Star Wars Time yeah. Show. That's about all we can do for you. Yeah, and we'll we'll feature here and there. We we cannot be your lawyer when you guys get your asses sued yeah, if for you get sued. It's not yeah, our fault. You're gonna have George <laughs> Lucas come after you. You're gonna get sued so hard. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, next, yeah, up, good stuff here from Christian Wagner. Yeah. Moving on. Next up, we have action figure snaps uh, coming in. It was funny because I was looking at this shot when I was scrolling through the feed and I was picking the five. I was like, "Oh man, I can't figure. T- I, I can't feature two Papa shots." Because when I first <laughs> saw this, I was like, "It's got the fucking visceral nature of a Papa oh, yeah. shot. It's got the smoke." Pa- Papa of the loves Papa. dismembering his figures. Yeah, it's got the smoke. It's got a similar background or a similar kind of uh, you know outside exterior setting as to what we see for Papa. And I was like, "I'll just click on it and I'll see if it's Papa." And it wasn't. It was action figure snaps. And I was like, oh shit, okay, I can put this on there too. So what we see is uh, ROTJ Luke Skywalker just cutting the arm off of a of a stormtrooper who's kneeled down in front of him in a in a foggy exterior setting. Um, really cool, you know, post work done here. The the lightsaber action, the the uh, the dismembering kind of red and sparks and everything like that. I thought it was a really, really awesome. Oh yeah. Shot. This is, this is a sweet shot from action figure snaps who, by the way, only uses a smartphone. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, which, which adds a little more awesomeness factor to this shot because, uh, you know, smartphone shots, I don't care how good your camera is on your phone. Yes, they are great, great cameras on these smartphones, but they're not a DSLR. And we've just, seen, it, we've seen the right, level it's not even close. That you've, you know... Oh, yeah. I mean, Baron's Black Black Series is the most recent that comes to mind that went from predominantly shooting on a phone to a DSLR. And it really isn't even close, which is why Action Figure Snaps has an impressive portfolio. Because all those shots are... I don't know if it's an iPhone or a Google Pixel. It's one of those. Uh, they, They just look great. I mean, great staging, great pose. You know, getting that arm effect in there. I'm sure you had to prop it up on a wire, wipe all that fun stuff out. Uh, this is the Luke figure I was hoping that would have got the photo real face technology. I was going to say his face looks a little. Oh weird. yeah, this is this is back when Black Series was still pretty derpy in terms of their the face sculpts, and they did re-release a Jedi Luke, but it's what I refer to as Jabba the Hutt Jedi Luke, where he still has the kind of the gray tunic underneath mm. the black. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I don't know, I would like to see this guy. I guess I could just rip the better face off and plop it on my, my derpy Luke face body, but uh, it's a cool shot. Like you said, it, it does have a little bit of a, a triple P flair to it, that, that violence, dismemberment, <laughs> uh, good effect on that. So job well done, action figure snaps. Oh, yes. And then the final one this week is from at Mint Complete. Oh, yeah. And the, the composite king. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe this shot because it, it it's doesn't art. even... It's, it, yeah. Like, is this a toy? Is this actual toy photography? Yes, it is. Uh, and that, uh, him and him and work more or less, I don't know if it's archived, but they just did a live stream last week on Instagram to talk about toy photography and using compositing, which is what... Uh, Mint, I believe his name is Mig, excels at. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I bet there's a behind the scenes, but typically I, I bet this shot was either him holding this ship on a stick and just holding it and taking a picture and then he cut it out and dropped it onto the art or it was propped up on a piece of plastic, who knows, but the the the, the imagery that this guy cooks up by sewing images together, if you will, cutting one out and placing it on another 
is very impressive. Yeah, so what we're looking at here is Lando's Millennium Falcon kind of flying upwards through a series of clouds. You see the blue exhaust coming out from the Falcon. And just that like the positioning of it and the and and the the com- what he composited this this toy photography shot into is absolutely incredible. Throwing some JJ Abrams lens flare at the bottom there. And this looks like a like a movie still almost. Like yeah. this is uh-huh. insane the level of detail and the level of realism that he was able to achieve here with this shot. It's just mind mind blowing. It, compositing it blows my mind. I mean, it, we, we all know this. I, I hate Photoshop. I refuse to try to learn it. I'll keep using hacky stuff just so I don't have to get in there because that, that application is garbage yeah garbage interface none of it makes sense none of it is intuitive i'm not trying to sit there and watch youtube videos all day to figure out how to do something but you can do so much with compositing if you have the patience because i mean i've seen guys like black series plastic action mint when they put up their videos you have to go through with a, a a select tool more or less and snap it to every little edge within the toy itself, the subject. Then you have to cut it out. Then you have to blend it into the other image that uh, wasn't there before you cut out the figure. So it's like, man, you can create some amazing looking shit, but when, you know, you, you, someone like me, it's like, hey, I have enough time just fucking standing a figure up straight <laughs> and making it not look like it's a piece of plastic so yeah i'm gonna leave this compositing work for the pros i mean the the fact that mint only has 3700 followers is actually insulting to me because you know what maybe he's bit by the what type of likes does he get on shots i mean 873 i mean 800 not horrible but yeah it he just i mean he's a you know ig's like fuck you you don't post enough so we're not gonna show any get it like this dude everything that mint posts is so good i mean like even if it's not star wars related you see like a a gundam figure here you see fucking like a a jurassic park and game of thrones and a bunch of stuff like the the work that this guy does is absolutely my like i look at it and like i said i looked at this thing and i was like is this actually a toy photograph like this is fucking nuts yeah. <laughs> like so. yeah, it's pretty wild what, what can be done so i don't know one of these days maybe i'll i'll learn how to use photoshop like a big boy <laughs> but for now i'll just sit here and fawn over people that can use it like masters yeah. so at uh, mint, mint complete. complete yeah on instagram just beautiful work all around go follow his feed uh and just kind of scroll through it and have your mind blown so we're at the end of the top five for the week, so that brings us to the Haywood Uh-oh. Pop Shop I breakdown. I don't even want to scroll down. Of the week. Uh, and, and Oh, no, look at that. And I couldn't even remember his name. couldn't even <laughs> remember his name. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be funny when we get to the fucking breakdown. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. You could almost say this is a... a triple p like i've uh, i'm using real smoke here this isn't any of the atmosphere aerosol okay. I, I know exactly what this is this is a i think they call them m80 smoke bombs you can typically get them anywhere especially around the fourth if you don't live in a state where you can buy fireworks yeah. just whenever you feel like it uh but i like using these things nick because they give you that real thick chalky smoke yeah so if you 
you know, place things right and you got your remote shutter set up and you're taking a bunch of frames per snap, you can capture the smoke doing some some fun stuff here. So uh, I'm not comparing this quality to a a triple P shot, but he typically uses real fog from a fog machine. And it does give you a a thicker plume, if you will, than what you'd get with an an aerosol. Mm Uh, behind him, I got some little chintzy styrofoam dio that just looks like a blown out wall. I was going to ask the- you what that was, because that actually looks really cool. So what we're looking at here, the the, the shot is Beckett from Solo. Um, right. Two pistols. Guns, guns up, like yeah. he's walking out, like sun's out, guns out type of deal. Uh, again, basic pose, but that's that's my specialty, right? That's that's what you've come to expect over on the Haywood Pot page. <laughs> Just basic shit where every once in a while it looks like I I, I got lucky. But yeah, you know, I don't I don't ultimately hate this shot. I mean, this was done outside on my picnic table. Okay. Natural light, so it was a, an easy setup. Probably just threw some dirt down on the picnic table, and like I said, that uh, styrofoam dio back there, which. I've got sitting down here right next to me now, but I'm not going to get up because I have to pee really bad. Is it like charred? Is it burnt? It looks like black, kind of. Yeah, it's like all blown out. I mean, someone weathered the styrofoam to make it look like a wall in a worn, torn city. Okay. So, I mean, all those light holes you see coming through there where the light shines through, it's like those are pock marks from bullets, missiles, whatever. Okay. Uh, it's just something easy to throw up as a, a practical dio when I'm not catching sun or using fireworks, this, that, or the other thing. Yeah. So. No, I thought this was a really cool shot. Yeah. I mean, uh, Beckett's one of those characters that we literally, like, I don't even know if we've posted a Beckett shot in the past, like, since Solo has come it, out. It was a good figure. I mean, he was a good-looking figure. He yeah, looked looks very like spot-on to Woody, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they made a good—really, a, a lot of the Solo figures had great— face sculpts right out of the box uh, even uh, young lando looked great uh, the young han was off a little bit but all the other ones were pretty spot on so yeah i don't know i'm not gonna hate myself too bad today it is like i said it is still a very basic pose there's only one character it's more of a portrait than an actual scene or a shot uh the cropping probably could have been better because i'm not really adhering to the rule uh, rule of thirds here you know he's not really in a focus point but hey fuck it <laughs> that's what you get when when noobs uh take over so uh there yeah. you go there we go that's there you the, go. another the another pop shot breakdown that was average june, shot from haywood pop <laughs> june june 28 2019 is when that one was posted do you remember yeah. when you took this shot this was june 2019 when did solo come out 2018 uh may 2018 Right. So I probably shot him at some point in 2018, maybe <laughs> over the summer. So yeah, this is this is probably like a year late, one of those deals. <laughs> I, I like to release shots of characters that are no longer in the public eye or spotlight. So people are like, hey, whatever. Like, yeah. why should I even care about this? It's as I said, like with all these motherfucking baby Yodas I got, like I got the new one here, I weathered them and everything, or or rubber suit Luke, I should be taking shots of them because those are figures people may not have yet. And typically, if you shoot a new figure and get it up there, people react well. But I don't know. I've, I've hit another creative rut and all this lockdown shit, having the, uh, my daughter around all the time. So I'm kind of daycare in the mornings and I got to do real work in the evenings. And, Dude, you, you know. You should just see, like, you should... You should kind of like do an experiment with your daughter, with little Charlie. Just put out a bunch of figures, not necessarily. Do you hear good these ones. fucking cats right now? Does anyone else hear these fucking cats? 
I do not hear the cats. Oh, my God. Are they little stripes and Leia running around? Yeah, so real quick, we uh, we had two strays adopt us. I think I, I mentioned that last week, and they've been here for two weeks now. And the, the boy who is stripes is down here now just talking like a motherfucker <laughs> looking for Leia, who's our little piggy girl that has a, a very severe gas problem. <laughs> but when he can't find her, he just starts going, err, 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 and like walking around and he's distracting me a little bit. So sorry. <laughs> back, back, back on topic. Back on topic. Oh man. But I my God, remember. does it smell down here? These two fuckers. <laughs> oh. So what I was saying All right, is yeah, hey. give Charlie some toys, just random ones. And see who she puts together. So, like, if she picks up a, a baby Yoda and then she picks up a Darth Vader, then you just think up something in your head and you're like, I'm going to have a baby Yoda Darth Vader shot. All right. No, you're right. I mean, I do better when there's a challenge because I know uh, Baron's Black Series, he's hosting a challenge right now like Sir, Sir Dork did a, yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, and, and Spencer hit me. He's like, hey, man, are you going to do one for, for my challenge? I was like... I'm thinking about it. I'd love to. I like being, you know, kind of given some guidance because like, like you said, I, I operate better when I'm told what to do. I don't quite have the creative brain like the Papas and the Sir Dorks out there. Uh, you know, I, I need a little guidance, so I might might try that out. Although she'd be like, are you going to play with me? Or are you going to go do <laughs> pictures? And so she'd be like, fuck you. I'm She's not like, going to tell you anything. Yeah. It's like, I just need your input, Charlie. I need your guidance. And then daddy's going to go work. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's it. That's the end of All the, right. the top that five. That does it. Yeah. Well, that's always, always good when I don't come out of here hating myself and this hobby more than I did when I go into it. So, uh, good pick, Nick. Good pick. But it is that time of the show to do the dance. The dance of the Star Wars time show. Do, 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 do. I don't know what the song that was, but we'll go with it. And you know what to do during the dance. That's head on over to StarWarsTime.net. Share it with a friend. Say, hey, I like listening to these two assholes. You may too. Head on over to StarWarsTime.net. Click on the subscribe to podcast link. There you will find the platform of your choice. And yes, there are no excuses at this point. They're all there. TuneIn's there. Android's there. You can get it by fucking email, my friends. All right? We'll give you the damn RSS feed if you want it that way. We make it very easy. We'd also love for you to sub up with our YouTube channel. Turn on the notifications. That way you'll know every Tuesday when our happy asses are going live on the live stream. Which, what, have we done four in a row at this point or just three? Yeah, four. It's the fourth one. Look at row. this. We are dedicated assholes for a, another group of dedicated assholes. And that is the group that we need to help us out. Keep it going. Keep talking about it. Keep sharing stuff on IG. You big accounts, you definitely help us with your blasts, telling people to use the hashtag to check us out. Great Star Wars content. We love all that, right? Again, no handouts here. We just take the praise. You got to fill the black hole of my soul. I need to feel special. I need to feel loved. I need the Star Wars fan recognition. So keep it up. Leave those ratings, reviews, comments, likes, rinse, and repeat. All right, my friends, there truly is always time for Star Wars time. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you always. Always.